It is human nature to wonder what it would be like to never grow old, to experience utter peace and harmony. And it is also human nature for some of us to want what we do not have. Alert! Area 12! He's trying to remove the headpiece. Do not delay the countdown. And for others to stand in their way. Never meant to be immortal. Who the hell are we to determine the next course of evolution for this people? Radiation coming from the planet's rings continuously regenerates our genetic structure. We're only moving 600 people. We'll be able to help billions. This is the moment we've planned for so many years. How many people does it take before it becomes wrong? people does it take, Admiral? We wouldn't be tempted by the promise of perpetual youth. There are hard choices to be made. Send your ship. Don't let go of this moment. Looks like you're planning on doing some hunting. Return to your quarters. That's an order. No uniform, no orders. The environmental anomalies may have stimulated certain rebellious instincts which could affect everyone's judgment, except mine, of course. Okay, Data, what do you think we should do? Saddle up. Lock and load. Move these people out! Stand in defiance. Definitely feeling aggressive tendencies, sir. Hold your ground. The court-martial is the only way to tell what is happening here. I welcome it, Admiral. Join the rebellion. Blow off the ram scoop. Stand by. Full thrusters. Star Trek. Insurrection. Few technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as... These two idiots? Thought tells me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. Line of Sight. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Welcome to Line of Sight. This is episode 193, recording on July the 6th, 2023, and my name is Adam. And my name is Nathan. And we're on part five of the Star Trek movies, not Star Trek five, but part five of us talking about the movies. So as always, we have back with us, Steve. (laughs) How are you guys doing? We've already been talking for uh, 20 minutes. That's a secret, Steve. Thanks for joining us, Steve. This is actually... uh... I think I saw Nem- Nemesis is Star Trek number 10 in the movie order. Yes. I forget, wherever I rented it from, they had that. Oh, well, yeah. We've Star done Trek f- 10. This is the fifth one, and we've done two yeah. a piece. The math checks out. The math does check out. It was just weird to see it framed that way. Yeah, number 10. I can't believe we've done 
<laughs> We've done them all. And I we made it. I hadn't seen any of them. Now it went by like ten I've minutes. Seen them all. I feel like that is a great check mark. Let's say you saw Star Trek. I, well, just I because don't. no, I, <laughs> I've forgotten most of them. Yeah, but I feel like years ago I hadn't seen all the aliens, and then it was like watch them yeah. all, check them all, watched all. Those are more valid. The three and four. Uh, and I like three and four is yeah it's okay. Well, I mean, uh, I would say I don't think any of them have been well. We'll get to these two, but I wouldn't say any of the Star Trek movies have been bad. I would say so far to me all ten of them, and even all thirteen of them are watchable. They're not like, yeah. and even these two, these two are definitely out of the first 10 get crapped on the most, especially Nemesis. And it's just like, to me, it's just like, yes, I see all the flaws, but it's like all these other franchises. I like these characters. So it's like, I, me and Adam bump heads with, uh, Avengers civil war, whatever it's called. Uh, but then it's it, Captain America <laughs> Civil War. Well, that's the problem. Uh, but be that, be that as it may, even that it's just like it's still very easy to watch. Like all those original Avengers are easy to watch. I think these Star Trek like nothing's like nothing's like Transformers, where it's like this is sucking the energy out of me watching yeah. this. I f- I feel like there are a couple that are like that. I think to me, generations. Okay. And, really. And um, speaking of generations, I think a three. Oh, that's not bad. That's that's okay. I know, but it's like yeah. to say it's watchable. I don't think it's watchable to everyone. Like no, I think they're watchable. And even like the me. Voyage Home to me, I, I know I don't like some of the popular ones, but uh, Voyage Home and the Wrath of Khan, I gave a, a pretty low rating just because it was like that's it this is what everyone's making a big deal about and so it's more of a spite rating but uh yeah i gave i've given all of them favorable uh marks i pulled one out of steve's playbook and did not uh show my rating for the for these two so that how do you know i didn't just write some zeros (laughs) i'm too lazy to go back all the other ones you have rated them so (laughs) i know yeah but i have made my uh my list so Mm. talking about like i don't i don't remember a lot of them like some of them that i have fairly high it's like i don't even remember why that's up there (laughs) so nemesis you haven't given a rating i haven't given a rating to nemesis or insurrection okay i haven't either i completely forgot what i was even thinking of rating during this recording just in case you guys are trying to peek i made my list private so you can't see my order (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah that's uh, we we can either get right into it or um i don't know it happened again nathan i didn't write down something that i was gonna mention on the podcast i know you said something about doing that yeah and I definitely had something that's like, oh, I should mention this. 
I don't know what it is. So is it Star Wars related? Sorry, everyone. Um, probably not. Uh, have you guys watched any of the new Secret Wars Marvel show yet? I haven't watched it yet. I'm watching Kitchen Secret Nightmares. Wars is not out, but Secret Invasion is. Sorry, that's what I meant. Uh, I've watched the first episode and um, I don't know is there two or three out now uh, there might be two it comes out every Wednesday I haven't yeah. watched it yet but I'm I definitely I've only watched one but uh, it was okay like I don't think it's bad I think all the shows are pretty consistent quality um, but because of their format they kind of I don't know their feel isn't quite the greatest um but again fairly watchable it's just that like need to see what's next is never really there for me it's just kind of like oh that's out i guess i'll watch that yeah no i uh, i need to get you're the marvel uh and i need to get your yeah. your take well based on the first episode the closest one i would i would uh compare it to is uh falcon and the winter soldier Ugh. which i don't think was a, a like well-liked one but i thought it was okay but again it's just like the length of it and the the villain it's like i don't care about most of this stuff yeah the last episode's pretty good and there's maybe one in the middle that was really good but overall it's like eh it's it's not necessary like you don't need to watch that before seeing captain america brave new world as it's now being titled not new world order i hope you guys are keeping up with all these uh name changes i'm not clearly i thought it was called secret war um <laughs> there is a so, secret war though that's the thing yeah. that's coming in this like is the invasion before the war secret war yeah. is gonna be like an avengers movie like it'll be but something that it's building up to. <laughs> I don't know. I do. It's it's a ways off. Prediction. <laughs> In terms of jerking people around. Uh, okay. Who cares about Marvel? Uh, let's talk about a real franchise. Let's talk about a twenty-year-old movie. Yeah. So that's some consistency. Speaking um, of consistency. What did you guys think? <laughs> Of Star Trek Insurrection. Well, I hope I may not have a eight. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Just yeah. letting everyone know it's ninety-eight. Mm -hmm. I didn't know, so I may not have a ton to say. I I was at home in Sudbury watching this with my mom, and I was too embarrassed to take notes in front of her. Um, so I'm going from memory. Uh, I watched on VHS. My parents actually have two working VHS players in their house. That's nice. I can't believe that. I can. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I watched this on VHS, and the thing I remember the most while watching it is thinking, like, why, why? <laughs> just what, like, why does this, why did they make this movie? Like, it, it just feels like even, like, you know, generations are bringing the old crew and the new crew together, first contact, it feels more, uh, I don't know, the stakes feel a lot higher. But this one just feels like, even if this were just an episode of Star Trek you were watching, like a two-parter, it would still not be that memorable. 
Like it just feels like very cheap looking, very weirdly boring, forgettable kind of plot. I didn't, I wouldn't say I disliked it, but it did feel like I was kind of like, were they going to lose the rights to Star Trek if they didn't make a movie or like, what, what's, what's, why, why, why are they making this in this story and this plot in a movie? Like, it's just a very kind of forgettable thing. I'd seen it before, but I didn't really remember until I started watching it. Then I remembered a lot of parts of it, but um, yeah, it's just very kind of like blah. Nothing. That's interesting. Like me coming in to these completely fresh, other than having watched all the other ones um, very recently and just kind of basing my opinion off of those. I actually like this one a lot. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is that uh, I think for me, most movies, I care about story above anything. Like, if I'm into the story or I, I'm entertained by that, that's a big thing. Also, characters is is pretty important. So we've talked about how the Next Generation crew... That's is, why you like Greenland so much. Yeah, memorable <laughs> characters. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's why he likes Passengers so much. Yes. Well, so yeah, Insurrection is it's a little weird because it does feel like a show or looks like a show. I think the only, there's only been a few of these movies that to me look cinematic. Um, the rest are quite televisual. I would say, especially the next generation ones. Yeah. I think, the, the, I think yeah. the original series is better. They seem to try a bit. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like sometimes especially the first one, making the bridge darker, and that's yeah. cinema. Well, this but, is uh, another Jonathan Frakes one, right? Frakes. I feel like it's also Franks. Frank's. <laughs> but sorry, I got about him. But it does. I, I think it looks pretty not great. But do you you disagree with that, Adam? Well, I I just think it looks like the show. So it's yeah. like if you like the show, then why can't you like the look of a movie being the same so i i don't know the the consensus on these movies i don't know like am i supposed to like this or not um i'll say both of these i did enjoy not that there's ever been any that i didn't enjoy but i was saying there's a few that i liked less but he's a trekker he's in yes yeah, I think, I mean, First Contact, I don't think, looks great, but I it guess it, awesome. it doesn't. The, <laughs> it looks the same as these. It's just different settings. Like, yeah, but this one, it's like the color palette of this movie is there's like five shades of beige, and that's if, if that's all the colors you <laughs> use are just like five different shades of beige. Like everyone's wearing beige on the planet. The planet's beige. They're all beige. It's just beige everywhere is beige it just looks really boring to me and I, I don't i mean once we get an mss i don't not that that's amazing but i do feel like you get a sense of like oh this is actually someone there's a director that's directing this and not just a guy named jonathan franks <laughs> like it, <laughs> it, it just feels like very boring looking it's just a, a little 
tidbit of information. It's not even that they uh, took the directing away from him. Apparently, he was on another project committed, so he couldn't commit to directing this. The, uh, I don't know, do you have on your nemesis. soundboard the... Uh... It was all made up. It wasn't true. <laughs> or... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I haven't added anything since, but definitely need some fact or fiction on there. But it was made up. All of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the other it's a movie. lie. It's a fabrication. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wasn't happen. Didn't happen. He's the Didn't best. happen. Any of it. So I do have. It's true. That's the opposite. <laughs> it's true. Uh I watched both of these with commentary. Uh, the insurrection commentary. It's Jonathan, and uh, what's her name? Troy. Oh boy. Uh, and it's awesome. It's just like <laughs> two people, just like that, have some recollection of what's going on. Jonathan, <laughs> the man that directed the movie is like talking about things that don't even happen in this movie he's talking about first contact and he's like oh this scene's coming up he's like that's a first contact (laughs) and troy hadn't seen it since the premiere so she has no idea what's going on and it's just uh, and then she's like oh i remember this oh i remember this uh but it is quite fun they seem like really good friends and it, uh it, it felt like i saw it with them <laughs> for the first time with it for the first time <laughs> it sounds like you knew as much about the making of it as they did but that, it's <laughs> interesting because as a director he's obviously doing stuff but then there's a lot of stuff that he's even actually making fun of in the movie that he has no control over so like some of the writing and the uh so specifically the guy uh when their whole thing about like not touching a weapon they're pacifists or whatever and then he's like okay here we go here's uh, (laughs) miller's uh uh he's preaching to us (laughs) 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 and and then uh i mean what's her name certus marina certus yeah marina uh she's saying she's like oh what do you mean it's like uh, what's his name? He's, uh, he's just, uh, he doesn't, uh, he's a pacifist, so he, this is his little time to preach. And then, uh, <laughs> later on with the joystick, he's like, yeah, I didn't like this idea the whole time. It seems a little silly, but they said the kids would like it. <laughs> <laughs> so There's no child that has sat through, no one under yeah. 12 has ever been able to sit through Star Trek. Yeah, and he's making fun of the uh, caterpillar mammal thing, animal that the... I like that thing. Yeah. How it's like stop motion. Yeah, he's like making fun of it. And then uh, the end when Data's in the uh, hay with the kid. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's like rolling his eyes, like just like groaning <laughs> about like how like, oh, Data's learning to play. And it's just like all this stuff. And it's just like... <laughs> Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So I wish I could get him commentary on everything. He's a great commentary. Well, what, seemed, what, yeah. what did he have to say about shaving his beard? Uh, that was that. Uh, what did he say? I don't know. There was comments about it for sure, but 
that they enjoyed that uh, they stayed in that tub all day. I don't get about how long it takes to make movies. Yeah. Because they're always saying, like... Well, he's got to direct, so he's got to, like, run around, say action, and then run back into the pool. Well, I'm sure he doesn't have to do that. <laughs> that's in the, that's famous in the Phantom Menace uh, making of, where the assistant director, the, like, B-roll guy or whatever, is asked, he's there with a, uh, it's so dense. What's that, guys? Rick. Rick McCallum. Yeah, and then say George, Ruben, and then that's... he's asking George, he's like, now if you don't say action, do I say action? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that. But, yeah, they talk about, like, being in the bath and people brought them Diet Cokes or whatever. It was just like, I don't understand. I I think I should be hired as a director purely. It should take 10 minutes to film on, all that On stuff. budget. I would be a Clint. Clint Eastwood is famous for like one or two takes and done. And I like, yeah. uh, so I've done some video editing projects helping out guys. And my joke is like, I edit as I'm filming it. So like I'll stop filming. So then I don't even have to edit it later. Like <laughs> the cut is already made and that it's like, there's no extra footage. It's just like, let's get her going. And it's just like, it's funny, but you know what it is. Uh, like one of the things he's talking about, like he's they're making f- fun of Patrick Stewart being uh, like Moses leading the people, like Charlton Heston, like leading the people out of the town and into the caves and like all this stuff. And then he's like, we spent like for like three days just getting shots of people walking through the mountains. And he's like, yep. And there it is two shots two seconds and it's like there's probably 60 minutes of footage just on the cutting room floor of like crowd shots and it's just like that's why you gotta uh storyboard everything to death i think i should be a director just because i could stay well on budget where it's like yep we're done moving on we got the gist i like the um sorry go ahead no that's it no I was gonna say, I like, I do kind of like the idea of them wanting to secretly teleport the whole planet onto the ship. I don't know that it makes like me and Nathan were debating how much sense it makes. But makes no sense. I, yeah, but I think the idea of it is kind of cool. Like they're secretly. I kind of wish they had done more with the idea. Like at the end of the movie, they they teleport the bad guys onto the ship. But I, I wish they had done more with the idea of like you being on a like being fooled into thinking you're that you're here but it's really a hologram like i wish they had done more like that scene at the end kind of is over in five seconds like they put them on the ship and then right away they figure out that they're they're being fooled but it's not right away but it feels like it's pretty like quick. yeah within like two or three minutes or five minutes or oh, yeah. i think that's better than them not realizing i i kind of wouldn't mind if there was like a 20 minute stretch of the movie where you as the viewer don't know right. that they're that being, pay, it, like if you get fooled like it seems like there's like a, a, that's the village cool thing idea. they were on a ship the whole time yeah or something yeah i like if they had that as a twist somehow i don't know how, but change the story completely but like 
oh, they're on a holodeck. And that's finally revealed a long time later. It seems pretty easy to figure out that you're on a holodeck, even earlier when they discover that ship. Like, yeah, but that's kind of because again they're not done it. Because what? Okay, I think you could do that though. Make it that you're. You could have. There's no reason why you can't write a scene saying people do not realize they are on the holodeck for a long extended time. It kind of just raises how the holodeck. The question of how the holodeck works. If this it works perfectly. Is, if we're expected to believe that this would actually work. Well, it makes no could, sense that. Okay, there's no point because they're transporting them to a different planet. So, what? They're going to find out as soon as you beam them onto that planet. You recreated their village on another planet. It makes no sense. They're going to notice right away. Well, isn't it a hologram, though? Or, like, on the ship it would be a hologram. But then... I guess was the plan that they would just drop them off on another yeah. planet and be like, "Oh, by the way, you've been in a ship this yeah, whole time." Yeah, like the the holodeck would be on another planet, so they'd still be on the holodeck. But so they'd still else. be in the That's ship, Im- but even that, a it seems impossible. You have how? What do they see? Say amount of people wise, they're just going to so they're going to have six hundred people permanently on the ship forever. Now, I don't think that's the plan. No, well. On the ship, but it, it's obviously not going to be flying around. It's going to be just transported somewhere else. But left on there. Yeah, because it'll be a projection of their village. I don't. It, that doesn't. But work. obviously, yeah, obviously they'll figure it out eventually. But they'll have gotten away with it by then. But that's the. Thing. But what's the difference between just beaming them up to jail cells like they do? Yeah, or killing them. But like, what's it? <laughs> no, but what's the difference? Like, if they just beam yeah. them up to a brig... Well, because then it looks sh- bad on the Federation, because they're apparently... <laughs> but No, okay, them. what if you beam them up and said, and here's a resort holodeck? Not yours, but somewhere. Like, they were really nice to them, but, like, the whole thing of tricking them is useless. But what purpose does it serve to trick them if they're going to find out within a couple days? Well, because... I think they're they figure they're not going to go along with that. They're pretty happy there. But how are they not going to go along with them? Just they did it. Just beam them up. They can't beam themselves down. So you're saying they should have just kidnapped them, basically, instead of trying to fool them. So yeah, not. I thought you were saying like yeah. make them an, an offer to do that. No, I, I'm saying <laughs> yeah, I'm saying do the exact same thing you were planning to do, but you have no the the ship that you beam them into is just a soccer field yep here you go and here's some rations this is what we're doing and do the exact same thing as your plan like it is kind of weird that starfleet would go along because i guess if i recall starfleet is endorsing this right like this isn't a rogue admiral it's it's like i don't know because like at the end he seems like he's I don't know. Not he seems kind of great. sketchy, but he's sketchy. But he is saying he is following orders from the Federation Council. All this crap. There, the whole thing is so the Federation owns quotes owns the planet, and the Sona, or the Baku Sona, own the technology. But it doesn't make any sense. And 
I made Steve watch the red letter media thing where it shows Picard pretty much identical episodes to this storyline where he's the exact opposite where he's just yelling saying like these people are being selfish we're taking them out that's be it as it may well I, I made a note that I'm kind of with the Federation on this one that like why should 600 people get to hoard this planet especially like, what why, why especially because they're not indigenous to it yeah it's like also why can't other people just settle there like it's not like these people own the planet right and they're pacifists they're not going to put up a fight if you just move in and also 600 so, people 600 nothing. people is nothing like there's literally they, nothing yeah. movie theaters fit well over 600 people <laughs> <laughs> like think of 600 people on a planet <laughs> yeah they're on can, one part of it. You could be on the other side and they wouldn't even know. You could be an idea three miles that, like, away and you wouldn't know. <laughs> they could get, like, it's this, whatever's on this planet will give people some kind of, like, curative properties, right? Like, they yeah. want to make it into medicine, basically. So it does seem yeah. like there's got to be a better solution than what they come up with. Yeah, like there's something about, yeah, they're going to use it to manufacture something. But it's like, why not just make it into like a resort planet that people can come visit and right. take a few years off and that's their vacation. And, yeah, and they, No one has vacations in Star Trek that's been established in all the nope. other movies. Well, it's been established that uh, Picard's got some shore leave coming <laughs> yeah, out yeah, that like, he's going to use effing this other girl. He hasn't taken a vacation. <laughs> he hasn't taken a vacation throughout the last ten years. None of them do. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's got like three hundred and eighteen days of shore leaving yeah. coming up. Who and gets that much shore use leave? It and he gives her. And I F's can her. I? Uh, yeah, she's pretty hot. Can I add on to Steve's? Uh, complaint or whatever their observation of like they're all just workaholics also which is so pathetic and it just adds to it jump into nemesis that the whole senior staff is sitting at the head table of the wedding like it's just like troy and Riker have no friends outside yeah, their or family their family <laughs> yeah. like it's just like there there's no scene with like the parents like uh uh she might have died since but aren't then. they going to another planet for another for wedding another yeah yeah but still it's just like a nudist wedding <laughs> well, well that, uh, that's such or is a, that a joke no that's true that guaranteed that's a that, that jonathan franks wrote that yeah. <laughs> the director is doing a commentary somewhere like oh yeah there's franks again no that's that's <laughs> always been the case i think for uh i think that's even in the show maybe it's not in the show i know uh, Ferengi females don't wear clothes. <laughs> I, I like you never the, see um, them, except the old. There's an old lady Ferengi, and then she does wear clothes and fights the fights the power. I, I like the the bad guy. Like the I like the performance of the main guy. He's um the only other thing I remember from is speaking of Marvel. He's the villain. I think it's the villain and. Moon Knight, not uh, no, he's Conchu, which is that's a I mean. villain. Is, is, is he the villain? He's not the villain, he's yeah. like the the god that's like 
he's he's yeah he's weird it's not really a villain but okay. um but yeah he's like the bird skull guy you're taking about yeah. the main bad guy yeah okay. f murray abraham yeah in this i like the the skin thing i think he's it in looks... amadeus as well that's what most people would know him from he's uh I... salieri i think it looks dumb how the technology works it's kind of more just magic but i like the idea of it the skin stretching and like the blood how it makes him bleed and stuff and um yeah i don't really understand what's going on with that i think it's just that they're super old yeah i just thought of it as they're just plastic surgery surgery and they're they got to keep stretching their faces I don't think I do like the little twist that they're the same race and that is a good twist from that planet. I think that's pretty good. I think that's a very good twist. Uh, yeah, it's not I, like, but, but like that's what I'm saying. Like with the holodeck, a longer reveal or whatever. Uh, but the guy, the admiral that gets killed on the face stretchy thing. Yeah, that's that's stupid. He though is in. Uh, Timothy Dalton, James Bond, License to Kill, and essentially dies in a similar way. And they pre- put him in this like thing on a ship or a sub, but this little like container area, and he gets like pressurized. So his like face is right up against the glass, and it's like stretching out and blows up. I think. Pretty sure. Did Jonathan Frakes mention that? No, as, he like, did not. Deliberate? I just know this. <laughs> I'm just curious, just curious if it was on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. Nathan's number one movie is James Bond, <laughs> but not licensed. Right no. But those are uh, fun <laughs> enough. Uh, um, do you know who Picard's mistress is? No. She's uh, what's her name? Major Schmee vibes though. Doctor Octopus's wife. Yeah, she's Doc Ock's wife in Spider-Man 2. But she's also the voice of Mother Gothel in Tangled. Okay. That's good. So, she's got a good singing voice. You think it's her singing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, Just something. This is the short one. It's only an hour 43 minutes. Like... That's nice. All th- I think even credits, it's short. Uh, this Amish stuff, their little Amish lifestyle, I don't really get it because the guy's like, we, with the machinery stuff. Yeah, it's like it, he's annoyed that they think that he wouldn't know about technology. Well, and it's like, well, why would yeah, you? Of course not. Yeah, because why you're you you're exactly? making a presentation as if you don't have it. So, <laughs> like, you're making. A we big... know how techno carburetors work, you idiot. Yeah, it's just like, well, <laughs> well you're making a point that you don't know by not <laughs> yeah, using. Yeah, kind of, but it's not like they're trying to trick them. It's just they assume they don't. Right. So. But it'd be like it's a little judgmental. It, okay, but it'd be. Christopher oh, Columbus coming to the new world and it's like you guys know about gunpowder and we don't see any gunpowder we know about gunpowder we just choose not to use it <laughs> well okay uh, yeah, that'd be a good twist <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the whole thing about like what is a machine 
this is a debate of their actual philosophy to me because it's just like they have to like it starts off the movie starts off with like this ideal uh little paradise where like they have blacksmiths and hammers and then they also have a giant dam and a raft but like a dam that data moves like that's technology how is a dam not technology yeah what is and like just being a blacksmith like what's the difference between a blacksmith putting shoes on horses and like building a car like when does it there might be answers I'm just saying I'd like to know the line I do like the idea though that it's like they're so old that they've realized they don't need any of that stuff and they don't want it and it's reverting back and I like right from the beginning because you don't know that that's the case but you're seeing this and you think it is just like a primitive civilization and it looks like dated to us but also like something is off where it's like space old kind right. of stuff where it's like you can't it's a, it doesn't look like one thing from earth that it's like oh they're just copying that it's like there's mixes of things and it does feel old but at the same time kind of futuristic about it yeah so hey, I, I yeah i could kind of see that i i kind of feel like especially with the, the look of like their outfits it just feels like a local theater play oh, look. It looks completely cheap. <laughs> looks like the show the, to me. Yeah, so it, it's, I would agree. It feels like they have no budget. Yeah, and the fact that these and not even just Star Trek. That's just TV in general. Right. Like I think any and the quote sci-fi show that like the fact that these aliens are just a bunch of Scandinavian-looking people. Yeah, and it's just like okay. Like, we're not even going to, like, at least uh, there's, like, some aliens where we paint some spots on them or give them, like, Vulcans have pointy ears at least. It's like, we're not doing anything here. We're, like, these are essentially human beings, which is a little lazy. I have a question about the beginning. Why does Data go nuts? They, yeah. they explain that's it. how it starts and it's like I don't think I caught anything about why that happened but it kind of sets the whole movie in motion but I'm like does that explain so he discovers the hollow ship and then they shoot him and then that sh- like wrecks something in his programming uh, about like he uh is he just can't like the moral morality of like that they're not doing what they should be doing the prime directive or whatever and then it he, breaks him basically yeah it makes him it feels very nuts. undata that that well happen. the thing is also red letter media points out is like data always has problems with native cultures it's like why would he be on this mission there's no yeah. purpose and this is like i complain about joke about uh in Captain America, the uh, second one, when he is released 
Steve Rogers is like show from the big three ships and it's like your security pass is already uh, you have finally get the security clearance and it's like how the the welders and the plumbers and the janitors got security but Steve Rogers doesn't <laughs> and this too where it's like if this is a secret uh, Starfleet kind of shady deal that we're doing why would you have data at all involved in this it's just like so obvious not to <laughs> have goody two shoes around like there's no purpose it's purely to get the plot going yeah to get the enterprise there and i love reddit letter media's comment as well where it's just like all these invisible people walking around but then the invisible uh little base in the rocks Right, yeah. and it's just like, no one noticed these rock formations show up, or did they mine it out from behind and sent a holodeck? Like, there's just like, it's so yeah. How did they <laughs> get there without anyone noticing? And it's so not needed. <laughs> like, you have Star Trek you hear like a construction crew, <laughs> and you have Star Trek <laughs> technology. It's like you can just have a base fifty miles away, or a ship. Yeah, why do they need windows with special <laughs> exactly. boxes that like, you can and see? You're never going to have a power outage or anything flicker and freak people out. And it seems really small once it's revealed. Yes. It's like oh. a little few rooms. And even walking, or, like I like the idea of these guys that they can walk around invisible. And like I yeah. like the idea, but then it's like, so they're not leaving a footprint? Like, because the guy like splashes I'm into sure the water. I'm sure they are. But, like, you're just walking amongst the but people. But also, why? Here, this is your thing with Ant-Man. It's like, why aren't they using this technology all the time? <laughs> oh, why wouldn't <laughs> they bring everything. these suits down and be yeah. invisible? Yeah, and hide. Like, exactly. It, it's technology at only at certain times. Well, we're talking about a movie where they try and clone somebody to get... <laughs> to basically have like a replacement right. in the Starfleet where it's like surely we've seen technology at this point that you could do like that would be a lot easier to accomplish something like that well yeah and even in Star Trek where there's an episode where they make I mean they make clothes out of thin air well this... not just that they, there's a one where they make Troy into a Vulcan because they can just plastic surgery her like it's not even a mask like Mission Impossible. Right. Like it's actual and they do it on Riker too. Uh I may have misunderstood somewhat Nemesis, but we can But yeah, but it is interesting like, that like they have such awesome plastic surgery that they can like pretty much just make you into someone else. But whatever. Uh what do we think of the jokey jokey wharf Picard? chasing data down sing song at first i was a little off put but once they get into it i was digging it (laughs) i i think Worf is really funny like anytime he's a great straight man where it's like sing Worf, (laughs) sing and like it's why does Worf know this song yeah i I guess they've been or no data's been practicing so he doesn't he's just singing along with the karaoke i guess 
the other red letter media thing they point out that's great is that for Picard to make that song come up on the computer in the shuttle, he has to hit two buttons. And it's like, how would that be two <laughs> buttons away? <laughs> he has it pre-programmed. Uh, that song specifically reminds me of The Simpsons. Like, that's what... Uh, and uh, that's what Sideshow Bob does, I'm pretty sure. Does it he? In front of Bart, you guys don't watch The Simpsons, old Simpsons. I, I have, remember. but I don't. I don't, I don't that, remember the, the song in, in the movie. Well, you guys haven't seen Indiana Jones yet. What's his name? Sings this specific song. Indiana Jones sings it. No, what's his name? Uh, Mads Mikkelsen. No, the old guy that's like just John Rice Davis. Yeah, he sings it in the new Indiana Jones song. And then watching this this week, he's like, whoa, there we go. It's not coming full circle. Yeah. It's, uh, what are the odds? The same song. Does anyone like uh, dance to mambo music with their shirt open? Uh, I might have dozed off on that part. <laughs> I like that part. <laughs> this Picard comes back yeah. and he's got like I, I think what it is, and it's I like that it isn't shown, but it's like they were just out having a swim and he gave his like jacket to what's her face so that's why he's wearing just the shirt doesn't explain it being open but <laughs> it just he wanted oh, to Frank's is making fun like, of him it's like there's uh, Patrick with his <laughs> chest showing again yeah is he, he like supposed to be good looking or like Stuart he's not <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like... he's a sex symbol I feel like well no this oh, is man. too far but, like, there's a lot of leading men that I do not understand. Well, Riker is another one. I feel like Star Trek leading men are... Uh, well, I think old Riker... Not up or, to power I mean, I think younger Riker makes sense. Like, he's yeah, tall. But he ages guy. almost immediately, I feel like. Yeah. It's funny, because in these, they don't see... And there probably aren't, but they're not as old as, like, the original crew. Yeah. Like and those movies when they're really looking old, yeah. at yeah. least they're not getting to that. Like in even uh, Nemesis, yeah. they are older, but it's not like these geriatrics. I would really like you guys to watch the third season of Picard. It's only ten episodes. I was gonna actually. I might that. now that I've watched these. Yeah, I might because it's only ten wanna... episodes, and you've got you know these characters now, and I think you would like it. The only like they're all old. But the only one that's actually like crippled is like Patrick Stewart, where he's moving around like Joe Biden, like with he has to concentrate is, um, on lifting his foot. Is is Data in that? Sh- like I know Data obviously isn't in the show as Data, but he is in the show as a different. Ver- no, he's yeah, they bring sorry. him back. But <laughs> is it the, is it the robot that we see in Nemesis that is that the character? Probably. He, that's what I figured. Yeah. When I watched watching Nemesis, is like how convenient that they downloaded his memories to him because it seems like it just like it w- a little seed that they're planting so that they can bring him back if they want. It was in Brett Spiner's yeah. contract that he died. Yeah. But then they and he wanted to die. He wanted to die. Well, we're jumping around. Not that it matters, but Brett Spiner got a story credit for that movie. Sorry, say that again? He got a story credit 
for, oh, for, nemesis. for nemesis and it's like of course he did like there's so much of data and just like i've heard other people making fun of this where it's just like and it's like you know what i'm so good i'll play two parts and it's just like <laughs> we got seven people they're barely getting any lines like crusher and warp are barely used in it and it's like yeah. and i'll give myself two rolls <laughs> <laughs> not that the other one gets a lot but no I, yeah. I I said to Sam, I know a joke that will hit with you guys talking about the second data in Nemesis is like I love tarred data. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, that was pretty funny. Well, later I don't on. know. I I don't have much more to say about it. It's um. Oh, I've got. It's my least favorite. Really? You have a lot. It's your least favorite. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Uh, but I, I, I mean, there's a lot of things I liked in. I see. That's the thing. Even with Nemesis, and this one, I think there is a lot of stuff, and ideas and flares of good things, and that. But then it's like, up and down, and it's never like. Within the direction, I never think it's terrible. It's just, I don't think very good. It's just cheap. There's a ton of things I don't think make sense. Uh, So what do you like about it then? Just, it's mostly just the characters. I like some of the ideas. Uh, The uh, wharf going through puberty. Like I like just... I could, I, it's essentially the characters, even uh, season three of Picard. I don't really like that everyone's raving about it. I think it's pretty good, but like, it's not as amazing as everyone's saying it is. It's just like, I like hanging out with them. And I would say an argument even with like Avengers, the original crew there. It's like, I just give me, if you gave me a movie, which is Tony Stark hanging out with, captain america is like yeah it it already hits a certain level right where it's like they're automatically entertaining and fun to watch where there's other things where it's like they're draining on you but the warp going through puberty the uh boobs getting firmer that's a good joke I like when Dana says it back. Yes, and have you noticed how our breasts are <laughs> firming up? Not that we care about such a thing. <laughs> the fish out of water comedy in Star Trek is always always delivers. And I love Gates McFadden there. You love her, oh, wow. love her. Her response See, is no. just like, "Thank you, Data." When uh, he's like handing <laughs> the thing, they're that. treating him like. Uh, I don't know, a just child. a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah, a child or like, yeah, something. So you like this better than? I like this better than Nemesis. I, yeah, me yeah, too. I, would I was, say so. but up to this point, I, which you like it. But better I than... like both. I think, just because we did two before, I like both of these better than Generations and First Contact. Okay, cool. Hot oh hot take. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's it's like I don't know if that's hot take, but also I feel like every time I watch something, it's like, oh, this is better than it, whatever I just watched. Right, and it's like I don't really remember. That's why I was trying to rank them as I went, because I, 
looking at my list, it's like, I feel like Star Trek The Motion Picture is pretty good, but it's in my bottom half now. So That's the one I've seen know. the least, and I but like I feel it like the you most like, uh, yeah. this time around. I will have to do my list. I, maybe, I'm trying to remember now, I'm trying to think of what I'll give this. It's because I, I do want this to be higher than Nemesis, but when I think of what I want to give Nemesis, it's higher than it would have to be for this to be worse than some of the other movies that I rated, if that makes sense. I, I've rated too many movies the same. Yeah. It's like you guys in X-Men. I screwed myself. I have to delete my letterbox and start over at this point. Awesome. Getting it. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I just remember you guys giving, I think it was X-Men, like a bunch of... How many franchises have we talked about at this point? X-Men? Is that it? Yeah. I remember for X franchises with you, yeah. You guys were giving like all the X Men similar ratings. Well, I gave the first two fives. I think I think it was maybe you gave three really low, and then I was two of five. I was telling you that you, yeah, yeah. I think I gave two of five. I think I've probably I've I gave two of four, so that's why I'm saying that. I feel like you're maybe a four and a half. Well, I think I and you were giving me a hard time on four. Well, I think yeah. that is insane. But, it's but then Nathan was giving three, like, super low, and I was worried he would have no room. You're allowed for... to rate things the same, though, and have a different level of You liking. are allowed, but it's... it's, it's Most of the mo- of these movies, I've given a three and a half. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been about the same. They're um, all pretty And this good. one is going to be slightly lower. <laughs> But See, yeah, uh, Adam, you're right. You're so you right. think this is worse I've, than First Contact? I've rated X2 four times, and it's I, I've given it four and a half every time. And I guess I would just say because it's a little not as good as the first one. Nobody's <laughs> well, that's a good call. Um, okay. Well, the only other things about this one, I, I like the amount of stunts and bodies flying everywhere <laughs> there's always people flying through the air a stunt show spectacular <laughs> yeah that's what it feels it like it does feel cheap a lot of wire work wires. not since the original x-men have we had to talk about this much wire work yeah. <laughs> uh, i don't even think there's wires i think it's just people falling no, on th- there's one brutal one when they're on the bridge and it uh, an explosion okay. goes off and it's just like, I only remember because of red letter I wouldn't have thought it was yeah, a wire I just know it, it because it's pretty well years hidden years. Uh, but there, there, it is like your typical Star Trek kind of stunt stuff where like they shoot it and people are like clearly jumping in ways that don't necessarily make sense yeah it, for sure it always bugs me I like when Warp is shooting his cannon and Gun. stuff but then when uh, he swings and hits one of the drones, it always bugs me when drones get within range of people. Like, yeah. why would it be that close? There's tons of movies where stuff like this happens. And it's like, your whole advantage is that you're away from people <laughs> and you're a hard target. Uh, I know that's a stupid nitpick. A couple production design things quick. The, on the uh, Sona ship, the guy's like captain's chair is like a couch. It's like this giant couch. 
It's weird. Uh, it's very odd. Even Frank's picked up on it, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know what we were doing with that." Yeah, it's, they're trying to be different. It's like royalty. I mean, they're that, trying. That like, yeah, sure. But then also on the collector, the fight at the end, it does feel like the. It's all blue in the back. Yeah. And it feels like that's blue screen that they just never got around to. I, no one said this, but it just seems like that should be like space. It should be open glass or something because it's just like, it looks like these sets where there's just blue screen on the background. I like the collector opening kind of looking like the... Uh... Uh, I guess it's Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I made the same note, Attack of the Clones, although it looks like a placeholder animatic for Attack of the Clones. (laughs) It looks really bad. It does. And and any ship, actually. Like, that one is the most obvious because it's, like, almost like a fabric. Yeah. They don't quite have the technology for that. But even the Enterprise flying by, it's like, yeah just use models like the cg doesn't look good yeah it's funny that fabric thing opening because i think attack of the clones looks bad and this one looks worse and it's just like something in the air around that yeah five-year period where there's a lot of fabrics being used in space yeah there's also a cgi hummingbird i made note of that looks oh yeah what did you guys think of this stopping of time? time kind of weird um well is is that actually what's happening because then it's weird that it's like they do that and then save her to save her like it's like so you're are you actually stopping time i thought that the whole thing was like your perception is being changed like you're living in the moment that you're literally stretching time because that doesn't make sense Uh, you would still die (laughs) 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 so like people would get to you quicker because you're living in the moment and seeing things in slow motion. That's how I took that whole uh, conversation earlier. And then, yeah, it's like him just being there. And then all of a sudden people are are there to save her. And it's like, that doesn't seem like that's what (laughs) is supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I I kind of forgotten about that, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I, um, yeah, is there is there a space battle in this movie? Yeah, a bit. It's pretty. Yeah. Oh, uh, the briar patch yeah. when they're flying around. Lots of briar yeah. patch. I, do you like the Br'er Rabbit reference? Oh yeah. That who else is gonna get that on the ship? <laughs> it's like, let's do like Br'er Rabbit did in the briar patch or whatever. It's like, no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no one today knows, let alone in like. A thousand years people that love splash mountain know, and that's all that matters. it doesn't exist anymore well, <laughs> did he never got to go on splash mountain he doesn't know on the holodeck that's <laughs> yeah, they have they have. <laughs> any era of disney oh imagine to. imagine be... that is heaven yeah. any era <laughs> You can go to you can open go to Universal. You can go and to opening Back to the day. Future is still there. Jaws is not. If you want us to take Nathan gone. off his planet, just put him in Disney. Oh, absolutely. In the holodeck, he won't yeah. ask questions. 
That's a that should be a Black Mirror episode right there. It, people, I know Adam's on my side, but people's general mockery for Disney World are is just like you guys are just like I don't know what it is like. Just I, I've pretend, never been. I wasn't. No, I, I know you're not. But there's so much of that, and it's just like I'm not saying you need to love it. But like we love it, but it's just like. People t- talk as if it's like nothing special, and it's like you guys are just pretentious <laughs> to pretend. <coughs> I don't know. It's like <laughs> pretending like flowers and cartoons aren't nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, some that actually reminds me of a conversation uh, I was having within the last week about prices of things and how like Toronto is actually insane and someone was like looking at just getting a hotel for a couple nights in Toronto and how expensive it was and it's like one of the most expensive places to visit and I think they were talking about they were in Italy and were getting like $50 or $100 a night kind of things and then in Toronto it's like double that or something um but yeah like people talk about oh they, they gouge you and at disney and it's like they gouge you everywhere like don't yeah. talk like disney is special about that like oh this bottle of water cost you five dollars it's like so you been to Wonderland. <laughs> yeah yeah no, exactly you been to a, a sporting event yeah. <laughs> i i agree i would i would just put the asterisks of that Disney has lately been gouging a little more than usual, where it's usually like a 30, 40% uptick on what would cost. Now it's even more, where it's like, now it's like, okay, bend over. Yeah. But, but yes. I just saw, I saw like a, a YouTube video and a guy's like, guess how much these things cost at Disney? And it's like, this plastic tiara, what is it going to be like $5, $10? No, it's $80. And it's like, you know you don't have to buy that stuff right like <laughs> and the, that's and for the people that just buy their kids whatever they ask for i would say no that's 80 dollars. we're not getting yeah that. and there that's also the thing where there's things like that specifically where it's like oh my little princess and i'm gonna yeah. buy it where other things have to be a little bit more competitive where it's like it's a ripoff but like mugs are 20 bucks it's like yes, a mug shouldn't cost twenty twenty five dollars American, but I feel whatever. Like that's pretty normal, actually. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Whereas, like, well, even hats now. I was looking at buying a new baseball hat, and it's like they're all fifty dollars now. It's like yeah, well, yeah. Okay. It's it's the same. Yeah, it's anything. It's like a t shirt. I don't want to pay twenty dollars for a t shirt. <laughs> But that's just like they're more than that. It's like something brand new is maybe like thirty dollars minimum, yeah. and unless you're seeing it on sale or something, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. People are just they won't complain about anything. Adam, did you notice uh, Picard's desk full of iPads? No. <laughs> there is a scene. Were there stacks? Where there there were stacks. And I know that happens in uh, Star Trek Voyager. That's what I always remember it in. But 
Oh, it's so it, weird to Speaking me. of oh. which, is Janeway in this one or Nemesis? Nemesis. Okay, I knew she showed up on, yeah. on one of it, It's days. just weird to me how they can't predict anything about technology in the next generation correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's like they they're so close to the to the 2000s that they but, still have no idea how anything works even in the real world of the time. I would time. say like, Star, truly by Star 1998 Trek you ha- has famously predicted so much technology. I, I feel yeah, like it's most so of surprising the, that they couldn't get something well, like that. What are you talking about though? Like, specifically. Like cell phones. Like Kirk in the first episode's flipping up like just a cell phone in the 60s. And it's right, and then just like iPads alone are, yeah. I'm sure there's lots of little things like even their medical stuff, just all sci fi stuff. Yeah, there's are, but like tons of just sci fi stuff in general where they all steal from each other. But one thing I would say Star Trek predicts pretty well is Siri, where the way we we never like the way we tap. can talk to a computer now is closer to Star Trek where in the 90s the idea that you could just say computer what is this what time is it not what time but what's the weather going to be tomorrow right sorry I'm getting like weird message requests I would be disagreeing with you but um, (laughs) someone's hacking me here um (laughs) Just turn yeah. off grinder while we're talking. <laughs> no, it's for one Skype. second. Getting <laughs> <laughs> Skype messages. Someone's trying to start a conversation with me. Um, anyway, what? Yeah, remind I, me I, what street did you grow up on? What was your uh, mother's maiden name? <laughs> <laughs> I told you this so many times. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I mean, they. I feel like they predict some stuff, but. Uh, next generation specifically like I think we've talked about this before it feels like they swing wildly wrong about technology like the holodeck being able to do these food replicator things but that's that, but, 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 the idea that in 1997 you don't know how computers work like that an iPad I, I feel like they should know better uh, I, even at that point I agree but I also <laughs> like I I agree but it, I'm saying they that predict from things like the internet. They predict that we'll be able to communicate broadly across the world in the original Star Trek, which I don't know. I guess that is a prediction, but it also feels kind of obvious in some ways. No, I'm not saying they're nailing everything, but there are certain things that they do nail, uh, which all sci-fi will nail. If you can just imagine, like, oh, what would like it'd be nice just to be able to do this and this works. But yeah. I agree that like the iPad thing is ridiculous but at the same time I know that that's the director of the show and the writer is just thinking we need to show that he's being swamped swamped or being lazy and ignoring it or whatever they're trying to show and that's the reason on set at the day of and they're not thinking give him multiple iPads yeah no, that's fair enough. It's more of a visual thing. But, but. I agree. There's stuff like that. that uh, and the we only use technology that we have at certain times. Where yeah. just like, it's always like the transporter. Is it perfectly safe? Then why would you be like transporting all over the place? 
right? Like, yeah. Why do you walk anyway? Yeah, like they walk to that. I guess the people and yeah. Is this in the show that they can transport from anywhere to anywhere? Yeah. Oh yeah, that happens all the time. Because it used to be you had to go to the transporter room, right. and now it's just like. Oh, transport me up. beam me up yeah. to to beam directly to sick bay like they say stuff like that all the time <laughs> yeah they make advancements it's just weird when they're on the bridge and then it's just they advance me to my uh room right next to the bridge or <laughs> yeah. teleport me and obviously they need exercise but we got the holodeck for that yeah. <laughs> they should I... have what i'm having they should have on all their computers on the Enterprise pop-ups popping up constantly. People <laughs> trying to send them messages. Like people, Russian brides trying to have sex with them. That should be popping up on Worf's thing all the time. And he has to close it. That's what I want to see on Star Trek. Yeah. I so, liked um, Jordy. Jordy's great. The, the Sunrise. It's always great when he pops but, up. Yeah, so this actually kind of bugs me because I notice in Nemesis he has robot eyes again. Yeah. I so this tech this radiation heals you and makes you younger or whatever or sustains your age, whatever it does, right? It's doing something. Gives you Wolverine powers. Okay. Yeah, but once he leaves the planet, it would go back. But, yeah. See, I've never thought that. I think you even see by the end he's back to using those eyes. I just don't see why. why. Like, so don't, it, like but you assume that like, they're going to... If you get cut, it heals you better or you don't get cancer here, but as soon as you leave the planet, you're going to get cancer again. Like, eventually, as you, like, age, but in my mind, I think the, te- the, the thing should... Maybe it would be too powerful, but, like... You'd... Maybe if he stayed there long enough, but I think it's more like it's keeping it at bay, and then he's off, and then it's like, oh, well, now it's going to I guess now that you mentioned that, I don't know why it heals him. I do understand why it comes back more. So yeah, yeah, I, I feel like it, it should, like, stick there. And, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> when you're there, it's fixing you. And when you leave, but then, yeah, (laughs) I just don't get like, so it would heal your bone, like like if you broke your leg, would it heal you faster on the planet, like would the bone heal faster and then you leave? We need someone who's an expert in Jordy's particular condition. You could say that Jordy was. I'm pretty sure he was blind since birth, so maybe his genetics is destined to be blind so there could be that where you're not destined to have your leg broken (laughs) (laughs) that's fate now really makes you think this movie really does make you think the other thing it made me think is so they (laughs) specifically say there's 600 people on this planet Yeah, but they are also like 300 years old or something like that yeah or is it more than that no some of them are yeah so and we know that this kid is 12 right so they can reproduce oh yeah how are there only 600 people a hundred percent they're not procreating Uh, (laughs) a hundred percent adam this it makes no sense that 
Red Letter Media points this out, and there's other episodes where ships crash land in Star Trek, and then it's just like they have they've either been there a long time or the planet goes faster in time than other planets, whatever. But then it's just like they already have millions of people, and it's just like you they, they you go through history and like Israel is a it is an example yeah. of like they have only 12 tribes there's 12 sons and there's literally yeah. millions of them in a couple hundred years and no one debates were, that it's like yeah that of, happens if you had to wear a beige all day you wouldn't be able to wear <laughs> but this right? is a problem also but if they I, I know humans are technically different but like if they're all reverting to like puberty or they're always in sexual maturity like none of these old women yeah. are having menopause so it's like they're yeah. all let's get it on yeah you think their hormones would be going nuts because they're like almost all adolescents right <laughs> see that would be that's a cheap we don't want to hire that many extras but that would have been yeah. an interesting plot or point they just that there's so they many need to people. keep the number down to justify taking them all off i get right. that but it's like i can kind of see that it's like oh their whole like living in the moment and our apprenticeships last 30 years and then you can become an artisan or whatever it is it's like okay yeah i get it like you have you have long lifespan so you can take longer doing things but it's like at some point even if everyone had one kid like you would not just be at (laughs) 600 people like and they're not dying that's the other thing yeah and so, the kids are aging really slowly. Is that what's happening? Or no, they age until aging. maturity. Yeah, until maturity, and then you stop. So oh, that okay. kid is actually what he is. Right. Because they that make out. a yeah, they make a point of that. Um, I feel like there's maybe one other little nitpicky thing. I will say um, this kind of stuff. And listening to the film junk, uh, they talked about this at like one or two years ago insurrection and it's as like good or bad as these movies are even this one they bring up ideas and things like some sci-fi stuff is in there like it's not like crazy hard sci-fi but like it's at least something and nemesis has like the nature versus nurture where it's like it might it's not like oh this is deep stuff but like it's better than robots just punching each other sometimes but for as dumb as it is is it really like i don't know it's bringing up ideas but it feels pretty shallow no that i'm not i i'm agreeing like but it's that's just the insurrection it's i'm gave i gave insurrection a three and a half and gave nemesis a two and a half but i'm saying they're far more deep than Optimus Prime punching (laughs) something else in the head. It's like this pop culture, not pop culture, these popcorn quote blockbuster movies are. But that's just because it's sci fi. I feel like it comes with the territory. I know, but I'm just saying it's. are really bringing that much to the table, to be honest. Steve, I'm not saying it's the best thing. I'm just saying it's. You got like an extra slice of pie for free. It feels like they haven't thought it through enough that you don't agree like to adam's point i think the bad guys make a lot of sense like i don't think they've really thought through the moral dilemma at all 
I think the the only thing against not the only thing one of the things against the bad guys is like well why do they get it like they made the technology but like they are killing the people like it's the federation's quote planet so but these guys are just showing up also and like you know what I'm saying it's just like they're a small group why why do they get to uh steal this technology or destroy the planet I kind of feel like Star Trek generally and obviously we're watching the movies which I think are made for a different they are a broader the, audience yeah. of the TV but I I kind of feel like it's kind of overrated as sci-fi like I think it's it's very popular sci-fi like it's very surface level I would I, I do not ideas I've not read like maybe I've read one book ever that's outside of like franchise stuff that's like a deeper sci-fi I haven't either to be honest but, <laughs> but, but I feel like there's some movies like Blade Runner like we were talking about either during this or before yeah. which is kind of sci-fi but I kind of remember feeling like that has more like I, I guess it's maybe I think the, the shows partly is, I think is the shows get as simplistic. deep as you can in a popular broad public way Maybe. Even when I think of video games, like Mass Effect and stuff, I feel like the world is more developed than well, We Star know Trek. that you love the stories in video games. Uh, Even just the world, the sci-fi in the world. But how much Star like Trek have you watched? Like, yeah, like I said, I, I'm basing this mostly on the movies. Yeah. I don't really I would agree that the kid, movies but... aren't very sci-fi focused. It's more just stuff happening but there's not a lot of like this sci-fi idea is like a lot of these movies could be changed into yeah. like this movie could be changed into a completely non-sci-fi thing and just put indigenous people or some other people came somewhere right you know what I'm saying and have no sci-fi in it yeah I think it's also a problem for the franchise that they're stuck having to continue uh like they introduce things like the food replicator and the doors that slide open and there's like just the things that store? yeah but the doors and the like and all the doors are like that in star trek but what's wrong with that it's just kind of dumb <laughs> why is that dumb? Know, it's just kind of that's efficient you have like it slide into the wall. Why you? It never <laughs> slides out into the hall. No one is ever. Don't you think though? If they were making, let's say they were just making, like let's say somebody was. If I had a... unlimited <laughs> funds, my house would be filled with Star Trek doors. My material. Well, let's just, but let's say they were starting a, fran a, a science fiction franchise today. Do you think they would have something like the holodeck or like the food replicator? Like it just feels like it's. It's magical but, more than science. Well, it's there's. But they have to continue with these things because they're introduced in the '80s, and this franchise is continuing now, well, 15, 20 I think years later, uh, and they, as part of the universe. I think there's probably two reasons for that, but I can only think of one. Uh, <laughs> but like, that's it, part it, of it just the kind of Gene limits. Roddenberry thing. Like this, Star Trek is a hopeful future. 
like Blade Runner, Alien, everything else, even Star Wars. I don't Wars. think it has to do with hope, though. It has to do with, I, I would argue, it's just bad. It, it's a bad science. It's it's a bad prediction of technology, or it's bad technology. I'm, I'm talking about how, the food. I'm talking about I can make Earl Grey tea out of air. And at one point, that may have been like, Oh, imagine that we could do this. But, but okay, take twenty years later, it's like no, that's kind of take, dumb. There's way more interesting stuff you could come up like, with. Like take the idea of like in westerns, like the cowboy that comes in with like the chocolate bar, and like that is just insane. No one has chocolate bars. Gives a little piece to the kid, like chocolate. No one has chocolate. That's insane. But now we, a hundred years later, there you go to the gas station, and there's literally. 20 pounds of chocolate there right and then for coffee like espresso machines and you literally you can time it now where you just wake up and your coffee's already being made because you've tired it but it is like this you're making a show and it's like what are things going to be like 500 years from now? Well, no, maybe I, this thing just... But then I 500 years tell. comes and... But like, there's pizza there's vending machines. And you go to Japan and there's... They had one in Sudbury, but you don't have to go to Japan. panty vending no, machines. No, but yeah, that, that, in Japan they have like vending machines for everything. So I think the replicator is just like, let's sit around but and imagine what I think you're missing things, the point, though. Okay, what is the point? The point is... Yeah, I agree. At the time that they're coming up with this stuff, it's a good idea. But the problem with Star Trek is that this franchise has been going on for decades. And throughout the decades, I think our idea of what is interesting, look at the future changes. Okay. But we're stuck with all these ideas and technologies and world that hasn't changed all that much and having to incorporate all that into the, the science fiction like yeah like when i like if you ever play mass effect the stuff they have for how space works and technology works feels like oh yeah this could actually happen like this feels way more believable because they're coming up with it in 2010 or whatever it was was earlier than that but and people's idea of the future is way different whereas star trek it's like yeah it's just you're teleporting from room to room and talking to the computer and making food out of air and it's just stuff that is more magic because people really came up with those ideas 30 years ago you know what i mean kind of so you're saying it's, it just limits the universe i feel like it limits it yeah it limits it i don't know what i think i i think yeah i i i don't know why it limits it i think it's just a different version of the future we have video uh, we have 40 different versions of sci-fi future crap. And this is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, I guess that's one way to look at it too. It's like, whatever, but um, I don't know. It, it just feels again to me like the whole universe is kind of... Boring? Um, what's that? Boring? Kind of boring, but also just kind of dumb. And like very surface level. They don't care about their boobs firming up. They're they're not <laughs> shallow anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
Anyway, I'll give it a three. <laughs> Generous. Adam, do you have anything else? Uh, I give it a three and a half. Ooh. Like most other ones. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> exactly. It's fine. I would love to watch the commentary with you guys. So you would love Frank's on this. It's good stuff. <laughs> I think it's fun, interesting plot, but televisual. Also, one thing, having watched, I think it's another great pairing, this one and the next one, uh, how there's like progression with uh, Riker and Troy. I know that they kind of have a thing throughout the show anyways. Oh, yeah. But it's like thrust forward in in this one, and then the the very be- beginning of the next one, they're getting married. Yeah. So it's like... Did- natural doesn't Worf and Troy get married at some point no but they have a relationship so that's already happened in the show okay so this is the final relationship status for (laughs) they don't get divorced or something later Mm, uh well they don't have a Han and Leia thing in season three uh Picard stuff but they're right. they're not. But more is right. But not in this. I think they have fam. Uh, I think they have marriage tension, but I don't don't believe they get divorced. No. So is is that why Worf is kind of drunk at the wedding? Is that like part of the joke that he's like not into? No, it? No, or... because he gets married in Deep Space Nine. So he's over Troy. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that was also in this one. He comes back from Deep Space Nine. Yeah, for no or reason. Something. And it's just like, just so you can have the I, original cast. Yeah, it's just they need an excuse to get them back. Yeah. I was kind of, um, this movie is now beyond, I had never seen this before, I realized. I thought I might have, but I definitely hadn't. Which one, and, Nemesis? Yeah, and it is getting beyond my time following Star Trek. Like, I, I found the beginning, like, I wasn't really sure who the Romulans were or remembered who they were or how they fit into everything. And I kind of thought they were good guys briefly, and then I was like, oh, no, they're bad. But I, I found it kind of confusing. Well, like, Steve, I had to catch sometimes up. they are good guys. Well, that's the thing. Like, you feel like some of them are... Like you're the expert. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Why definitely. are you here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this Star Trek Nemesis... It's the first Star Trek I saw in theaters. That seems odd. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this coming out. Yeah, it, it came like out in high school. We, I, we yeah. left from high school. I think Gug you didn't dro- see first contact, I think Gug or? drove, and we went. And I thought you guys are nerds. Okay. I feel like and Interaction should have been straight to DVD or straight to VHS. But <laughs> I. Th- it's someone's observation i think jay makes the observation and i i think it's him always with these movies particularly and he always references uh uh police academy where it's like it's a direct line on budget and then as soon as it's like close to not making any money shut her down and nemesis is just like whatever it costs 70 million or whatever we made 85 
okay, the next one we're not going to be making money. We're done. It's like I, if they kept making money, they would have kept making them. I don't know if technology had improved. Well, obviously it had, but I don't know if that's the difference. But I found this looks quite a bit better than Insurrection to me. Yeah. Um, I think it's partly the direction to some of the ideas. Like, I don't really love the look, but I like when they go to that planet and everything's kind of yellow. Like, that's at least something kind of different. I think that's um, so gross. I think it's, I don't like it either, but that's it check. feels like at least there's some ideas in this. But yeah, the, definitely the colors I feel are more rich uh, than the last few. Like, they don't look like a TV show. I think it's just not, it's having an actual director too. Probably helps. Yeah. It's but bold I, in terms of jerking people around. <laughs> So <laughs> what is he talking about in that quote? Is that Phantom of Us? Yeah, yeah. I think he's is it, oh, 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 everything oh. is. I think he's I talking about the word. first cut of it. We have gone too far in a few places. Yeah, that's one on, the, on my list to get. Uh, so I really gotta update this thing. Nemesis. So, Can I just quick little intro with Nemesis? Uh, directed by Stuart Baird who did U.S. Mar- Marshals and Executive Decision. So not a lot of directorial things, but he is actually a kick-ass editor. Oh. You want, I mean, can I read some of them, Steve? Could you just shut up for a sec and <laughs> let me read some of them? Skyfall, Casino Royale, the newest Tomb Raider... Uh, wow! Really? No, Green Lantern. <laughs> Green Lantern. <laughs> the editing was great. On that. But no, listen. Uh, now I won't just start naming them. I'll name ones of <laughs> note. Uh, a bunch of the lethal weapons, Maverick, a bunch of Superman, uh, Outlaw, Gorillas in the Mist. There's a bunch a of bunch stuff. of Superman. Superman two, Superman one. The movie. The Legend of Zorro. But hey, to be uh, yeah, hey to dr- to uh, edit Casino Royale and Skyfall, the two probably best Craig movies. Lethal Weapon. He has some. He has a good record. There. Yeah. Thank Thank God you didn't start naming them. Oh, and additional directing for Lady Hawk, Adam. Oh, what's Lady Hawk? Adam loves Lady Hawk. Uh, oh, I see. I'm on letter. Lady Hawk is. Well, uh, it's. I mean, it's good. I like it a lot. It's uh, in my top 100. Well, Nathan gave it a three. I don't yeah. want to start anything here, but. It's. Uh, I mean, it's. I'd like to a watch it again. Cheap 80s movie, but it's fun. The the worst thing about it's the soundtrack but it's also the best one of the best things about it <laughs> because it's like very 80s synth but then you will get like actual score but then it's like dun-na, 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 it's kind of a perfect example of they don't make those anymore or <laughs> it's this like just a simple it is a good story thing. though yeah. but yeah it's a good fantasy medieval let me give you the rundown because this is way more important than Star Trek. For sure. The rundown uh, is Michelle Pfeiffer is in the movie. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is in the movie and she's 
young and hot but uh this isn't really i think this you know from the trailer rutger hauer is her lover and uh they are cursed to be together forever but eternally apart in the daytime she is transformed into a hawk and at night he turns into a wolf so they're always together but they're never human at the same time mm. and matthew broderick is a thief that uh, needs to help get them into the castle to kill the cardinal who cursed them awesome awesome 80s medieval movie um, yeah, he's listed also as the act an actor in this on his credits, and so is uh, in the act casting crew. Brian Singer is he's in it for in three movie. seconds. I didn't when notice someone him. dies. I feel like I did notice him, and I I was like that guy looked like Brian Singer, but I just I thought think he it was jumps a guy up that to the like helm him. when someone gets yeah. shot, blasted off. He crawls up there. He's That's uncredited. Um, or so yeah, I, I think feel like. I also noticed was Will Wheaton not also credited? He he's in it. He's credited. When when is he in it? He's at the wedding. He's in the the wedding. And he doesn't have a line. They don't. They oh. They I, I don't I know if he's notice. even got one in a deleted scene. That's funny. Uh, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, I I did see him in the cast, and I was like waiting for that. Uh, another person in the cast who I did notice right away, at least when he spoke, was Ron Perlman. Yeah. Even though he's in the alien makeup, it's like, I know that voice. Yeah, there was some other guy who was one of the Romulans so that I noticed. we got another Viceroy. Is bad. They're really hammering these Viceroys. Don't, never trust <laughs> the, a Viceroy. This... <laughs> it's a made-up position. The Senate scene reminded me kind of is Jafar a viceroy could be Mm, no he's just advisor to the sultan or something (laughs) vice Uh, advisor was the Romulan Alan Dale that you noticed potentially it was just I I wouldn't even know the name it's just more I think I think you're also a fan of the OC are you not I I did watch it but it's been a long time He's uh, Kirsten's dad in that. Um, I only remember the main dad. Yeah, no, he's like the old rich guy. And he's like a total... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, instantly noticeable in this. And what else did I just watch? I watched something else and, and he was in that. And I was like, what is going on? I have to watch the OC. It's the only thing that that makes sense it's um it's kind of an interesting movie like it it feels like they're leaning more like there's action in this that feels not like star trek action like actual action movie action the buggy stuff yeah the buggy is kind of weird yeah yeah it feels like it is trying to be something a little more mainstream and i would say that is a great example of like this is whatever it is 500 years into the future why would we have like that thing i can buy at bass pro shop like it's so just a four by four like there's nothing like yeah that's why picard loves it (laughs) i yeah yeah but it's like you could even have just made a point of like 
I don't know, have him like out with a Range Rover because he loves old antique earth technology and then they use that instead of pretending that this Jeep thing is from futuristic where it's like it's weird yeah it's a good point like it, it reminded me this would have been years later again to keep mentioning mass effect but it reminded me of the buggy and that i guess it would have been also around the time that halo was out yes. it kind of feels like the halo buggy more than that it, it does it kind of have like enough, a yeah. it has like um you know i could see that being like an explorer that if you're going to a foreign planet, you explore it on like some buggy thing, but it does feel very. Like... Well, yeah, it's like it's almost like the moon rover or whatever. Yeah, but but, but you'd think they'd have better technology to do that than the one they have. You think but that whole scene feels float? really weird. Okay, so since we're talking about them prancing around on this planet, um, and they're collecting all these parts of the android. Why is it on this planet specifically, and who are the guys that are chasing them? Because that that has nothing to do with the rest. I was pretty of checked the, out of the movie. I'm, for the I'm first not half exactly an hour. sure. I'm confused about a lot. I'm not exactly sure who the aliens are there, but if yeah. they could just be on the planet, but it's I'm uh, 99% positive it's Shin's on planted. Yeah, that's what I got, but it's like why this planet and like just because. what if they killed picard oh that, that's but that's classic uh i this i was i was listening to yeah uh yeah that's uh, perfect i was it's listening like my to, grand plan and like oh he got killed when he went down you guys should listen to matt gorley's uh gorley and rust when they did uh seven yeah I did okay and they talk about that where it's like the seven killer it's like th- it's just like oh the landlord's never gonna have to come in to fix a faucet or something and it's like no you could see getting away with this it kind of works like Kevin yeah. Spacey's thing kind of could work where yeah. he, they point out like Skyfall and what was their other one but uh, even the Joker in the Dark Knight and a ton of other ones where people are getting caught on purpose or whatever it's like there's a lot of luck involved where like things just work out where it's like you cannot plan it down to that like so perfectly and this yeah you're right it could just what if one of those guys had good aim and killed Picard and everything was done and it's just like oh it's the yeah, this is going to look so cool when I do this type of attitude of villains and superheroes. They both do it, where it's just like they overthink how cool they are. There's heroes on both sides. So, yeah, you, you guys are right. <laughs> um, I do like that it flies, like how they get back into their shuttle, because it's like, oh, this is a little fantastical, but it's like, if anyone the android data should be able to fly that thing and yeah. do it and calculate it and make it work you know what seems great is the i don't think this is what you're talking about maybe it is but the the ship inside the ship scene great flying in <laughs> yeah i thought that was a really cool idea I, I do think it's a cool idea they kept they really i remember the trailers for this really pumping that up 
where like you see it for such a short period and do you think it's like is that a shuttlecraft like a star trek shuttle flying? it also felt like a non-star trek kind of action idea like something you wouldn't see in yeah. a star trek i movie. really like that when that happens and they blast out the room that we've been to out the window yeah. and whatever but it, it, even so, things like that it all it just always bugged me that data's not driving where like Picard's barely figuring it out and it's like I know he's our hero and the captain but he's an action hero but it's just this. like Data should be the guy driving <laughs> so I think this is my fault that I missed this but so this plan to clone Picard and have him replace Picard in the Federation that's the plan of this clone right that was why the clone was created yes and so but it was abandoned so wait but who created the clone? That was one thing I the also Rom- was like. I think the Romulans did. Yeah, but was he supposed to age quicker and then it failed? Or yes. Like, how would that? It, it was, he was supposed to age quicker so he would catch up to Picard. This is years ago they did this, but then also I think part of that aging process is why he's dying now. Got it. It all checks because out. It, it's it's a water tank. Yeah. It does seem to make a lot of sense, but again, it's it, it just feels like there's got to be a better use of almost every all of this technology, a better way to do this. Like, why can't you just change, you know, like replicate yourself so you look like Picard? It just seems really weird as an idea. And then well, there's got to be a better use of cloning than that. They abandoned What's it. That? They abandoned it. They thought better of yeah. it. They, well, they agree. It's not a good, good idea. It's just such a dumb. It's a bad plan. It's like, Whoever it, came up with this was an idiot. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Someone wasn't... else came into yeah. their CIA, and like, like this is stupid. Yeah, this yeah. is stupid. We're canceling this program. That's exactly what happened. It's very weird. Yeah, I found the whole first. I was kind. Of, I think I was just tired from work, but because I watched it after work. But I was really not into the first half an hour. I found it really confusing. I wasn't interested in following along and just kind of bored. And the humor and like the dialogue in the movie feels like a step down, even for most of these movies. Like, I wish I, I was, as we were talking the other one, I was frantically Googling, but there's some jokes in this that I have written down. This feels like my mom and her friends wrote it. Yes. Like, it's very, like, old person humor. <laughs> like, old lady humor. Well, yeah, the wedding and, like, <clears throat> Picard's speech and the the laughs he's getting. And <laughs> well, his speech like... isn't even about Riker. It's about how he's going to replace them and how Data's going to be the second in command. Like, he just yeah. starts talking about it's himself. And they're, himself. like, such in-jokes. And it's like, this would not play at a wedding. <laughs> how, like... how did you guys like Data singing? I did note Data singing again, and I don't know. I didn't love it. I didn't even I, know. This. I did love that Riker's beard is back. Oh, for sure. We <laughs> didn't commit to that. Um, but going back, uh, Steve, I'm surprised you weren't more interested in this. Where the uh, Romulan Senate, or at least their planet, it looks like a cross of Naboo and Coruscant. I did write I, I wrote that down Senate too. seems like Star Wars somehow. <laughs> I, I wrote Naboo. They were tapping into that. It's only a they, couple of years They took after. all the wrong lessons from Star Wars. 
Uh, we gotta have ships and a viceroy. <laughs> yeah, he does. This one has the viceroy. Yeah. Uh, they took the Phantom Menace and they were like, we gotta make it more like that. Yeah, Phantom Menace is gonna be a lot of money. Let's <laughs> copy that. Uh-uh. That is, uh, that's where they got the idea for the ship flying inside the other ship, probably. It's yeah. all, they stole it all. Uh, Set up again. Yeah, there's probably a lot of. On that, who's actually. the nemesis? Yeah, who is the nemesis? <laughs> we'll have to check out the box art. <laughs> uh, is it? Oh, it could be B four. You know what? Because yeah. is who's on the cover? Is it Data or is it B four? You don't know. That's true. We don't. Uh, <laughs> the four just to beep beep. Uh, the four by four thing. And those dorky glasses that they're wearing. You guys notice the safety glasses that they're wearing? I did notice Picard is wearing what looks like just safety glasses that you get at home. Yeah, and essentially that's what it was. Because on the commentary they were saying that they're hitting all these weeds driving. And they're like really sharp and just spray (laughs) into their face and like it's like they didn't want to wreck anyone's eyes so it's like so give them like aviator goggles or something cool or something or i don't know how you get around it but it it looks so like they take it off like so instantly because it's like yeah these look bad yeah we're not gonna keep wearing them they're literally no yeah and they probably are they're not even props no like they did buy they bought them from home depot and then like painted like a little extra thing on it <laughs> the uh the wedding scene reminded me i didn't even try what's that from <laughs> that's from hook okay there it goes <laughs> you need to watch hook <laughs> well i knew it was from something the uh yeah the pirate ship oh, sorry the wedding reminded pirate me of the pirate ship, ship, ship. but just just kind of labor yeah but not the pirate ship but you know the ship the oh, thing is not a pirate generations ship. yeah yeah kind of like Whoopi they're all Goldberg's wearing... there yeah yeah and she doesn't stick around i guess she's not on the mm. enterprise anymore. she's just there for the wedding how many times has she been married she's back in the nexus secretly yeah she's been yeah. hanging out of the she's nexus again she says something about like 23 is my limit or something when they ask about Someone says something yeah. to her, like, you ever think about getting married again? Because she's, like, 800 years old. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, we said Janeway uh, was in here. Yeah. So oh. this would have been when she got back, right? Is, is that... Yeah. Okay. Voyager oh, has wrapped up. Here. Um, so Tom Hardy wasn't anybody yet. They were, like, they yeah, were talking about casting young. on... And it's like, yeah, he's been in uh, Saving Private Ryan and a sm- not Saving Private Ryan, uh, Black Hawk Down, in a small role, and a few other things. And they, it's he, interesting he talk listening to the commentary because they have no clue. Like even if the commentary came out for the DVD or whatever, like this, he's like a big star. Yeah, so he's. Gr- I thought he's really good. Uh, yeah, he. I think he is good i just don't think the character and the writing in the movie is the best but i yeah, don't think it's his fault. i hate their costumes 
absolutely hate yeah him. i do too his in particular is very it's just like shiny shiny and he was in band of brothers too i think yeah that's a show every time i watch it i notice someone new but uh sorry but no just looking I, at what he was in i hate before. their outfits the shiny like rubbery sound and stuff it's so distracting and dumb and they're trying to make something unique i could just imagine but then also the fact that like the actual aliens the viceroy guy that they're in those suits so you only see their head and then their arms or their hands that are alien like and it's just like it seems unproportional because the head is huge and then you have like this normal actor skinny body in this weird suit and then whatever but Adam uh, I don't know if you'll care about this but they were saying just on the design of them so their planet is facing has no light right so they're in the dark all the time Oh, yeah, yeah. But then, so part of the design is to make them look like vampires. Nos- and he specifically said Nosferatu. Yeah. And it's I like... Kind of they also, that, yeah. they of look like fish people, too. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe just their skin, they always look wet. But, yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah. And with, just with Ron... Uh, is it Ron Perlman? Perlman, yeah. Yeah. Uh... So his character with, I always thought it was like, okay, this is dumb. Not dumb, but just normal stuff. Like Picard's going to fight Tom Hardy. And then the Viceroy is fighting Riker because it's like second on command. You know what I mean? Two on two, one on one. It's like poetry. But at (laughs) this time I actually registered more that it's like this Viceroy guy, not knowing that if, Riker even knows this is helping rape his wife so then that is a weird so then at least it's like okay I'm gonna kick your ass from the husband which I appreciated more this time well yeah that I I really appreciate because um they it's not heavy-handed and it's not like spelled out right because I just verbally yeah well no i i picked up on it but like no but um, me smart nathan (laughs) (laughs) yeah like if it was something that Riker said while they're fighting and they had banter it would cheapen it but the fact that it's like i'm gonna just beat the crap out of this guy and like he seems angry because i think it sets it up well um because at first it was like what is going on what is the purpose of this because like I, when it was happening, I made note, come to bed, cut to candles. And I was like, whoa, what is happening? Is this <laughs> the first Star Trek sex scene? And it kind of is. And then it turns into, yeah, this like virtual like rape scene almost. And then she says like she was violated and whatever. It was so a violation. <laughs> yeah. And then so I like the he hears reaction. that and he's like, oh, I'm going to get that guy. But it's it's not like spelled out like that. And that's not the whole movie. It's just a little piece in it. And they're planting a seed and it's it makes that fight all the better. Uh, so I watched this. This movie has three different commentaries. I just watched the one with the director. But he was saying that there's 
on the uh, there was another rape scene on the elevator. Uh, what is that? The turbo lift, Steve. <laughs> uh, but uh, then they cut, and I think it was like even more brutal than how they edited the one that we do see. But then he was saying like it would have been, I don't know, even more powerful about Riker. I do like Riker and Data when Shinzon has the knife to cut himself to show the DNA. That Riker and Data both step forward when he's kind of yeah. just threatening Picard and I do like that yeah. where it's like that's not Picard's job to fight <laughs> but he always does fight but it would make it would be better if it was like left up to Worf and Data who should be doing all the fighting I liked um there is I, I, I like sorry sorry like Picard... I, won't no, I was gonna say <laughs> no that's no, fine like Picard's when Troy's like super upset about that scene, and then Picard's like, "If you could put up with this somehow, yes. you might be useful to us." Like, he just he doesn't totally care. At all. Does not care. <laughs> it's just like but, I need an, yeah. a uh, leave of absence. Denied. Denied. It is yeah. awesome. I do it's like um, the way they use Troy at the end to kind of beat the uh, cloaking thing. I think that's kind of a cool use of yeah. her abilities. Yeah. Yeah. See that it sets things up. It's and great. And I would say the end fight is like uh, Wrath of Khan, where they can't see yeah. each other and they're trying to. I think yeah, this is, I think is better than Wrath of Khan. <laughs> For sure, there's more explosions. It. I it would disagree, of, but feels like loud noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like Picard dual wielding phasers. <laughs> it's very clunky <laughs> it doesn't make sense no like, uh, also I don't know if this is the same scene I think it's later but Worf diving onto the ground <laughs> to shoot and that he's just lying he covering... there for a long time yeah it's like... he's covering Riker he's like cover me and then he yeah, just dives on the does... ground and... that's a Star Wars move it's like yeah. uh, into the garbage chute flyboy yeah uh also, um, the ships, very CGE, but not as bad as the last one. And there's no plain space. It's always green nebulas and stuff in the background. Yeah, it's always I feel like that's like, a movie thing because normal yeah. TV is just plain. Yeah, which would be better unless it's supposed to be like this is the world or whatever, but it's like can't just have some plain space uh one comment on the so the big crash so there is a lot of stuff like so the shuttle flying through the thing the four by four the uh like the face off and the enterprise does ramming speed and actually runs into the other ship that mm -hmm. is a lot of non-star trekky things but I, I remember, I think Gug even pointed this out when we first saw it 20 years ago. It's like, <laughs> those ships would not come apart if you backed one up. They're in space. There's nothing yeah. pulling. You'd just be dragged along with it. As long as there's anything hooked around anything, 
there's nothing to push you and drag you apart. But also, I mean, yeah, that is true. But the whole idea of space travel and how it works in this universe, it's like... It all checks out. An, it's perfect. An object in motion tends to stay in motion unless acted upon by an outside force. You don't need to be running your engines all the time. You give a little burst and you're on your way. I, like <laughs> You don't need an engine to keep going. It's not a boat in water. That is a good right. point. That is a good point. I don't, but it's always like, I can't push her any harder. It's like, you, you don't need to. Like, you're going as fast as you can. So my like my can only thing with that would be, like, anything under warp, I would say your science checks out. I wonder if someone would argue that Yeah, I'm warp, sure there's something with warp speed. That you have but to keep like, it going. Impulse power, it's like, give it a little thrust. and You're there you're moving whatever <laughs> like, like it's the burst it's, if anything it's the brakes that really you have to be in control and, of, that, and is, that never happens that is interesting because with impulse it really is just like we gotta go a thousand miles an hour you just crank your little thing say a thousand miles an hour go bang your explosion yeah, and your your explosion consistently going that yeah your explosion you just has to burst you into a thousand miles an hour and then you're there but yeah, if you're going right. anywhere there would be gravity no poles and stuff no. not not in yeah. space <laughs> yeah once you get close enough to planets yeah but you're, you gotta be really close to them yeah and they don't i don't think this is ever a thing in star trek it is in star wars where Han says, "Like you got to calculate where you're going, or you could end up in yeah. like well, a black hole." I think hole they are always calculating. Yeah, so it's like obviously you don't always go in a straight line, but you, the computer's figuring it out. But it's like burst this way. Now we got to turn and go this way, and now we got to turn and go this way. So it'd be like a constant starting stopping of engines and directions. Right. That would also. Yeah. Not every ship would look right side up to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is no right side up. In they're space. all on like, but the they're same always plane, level. Always, well, yeah, that, it's just common courtesy. That's what I remember. <laughs> They've agreed upon. If you're what, gonna kill somebody, up. you want them to be able to see. And that's the one thing with the Borg, where it's like the cube. The cube that. is a good design to a, a group that doesn't care. And it's like, yeah, we're yeah. just a square. It's like there's no reason why we. There's should... no aerodynamics. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. There's. Uh, what, the, uh... Can you go down to the moon, or up to the moon? That was the thing we yelled about it in grade nine to each other. But down to the moon or up to the moon? I can't even remember which one I was arguing. But it's essentially. What do you mean? Because from the moon's perspective, you're going down to it. But from our perspective, you know what I mean? Like, once you're halfway to the moon, you're going down to the moon now. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. But, like, pretend that the, the, whatever the exact halfway point. Or, or even from right now, if you jump towards the moon, are you going down to the moon? <laughs> Is that an insane that's sentence? Like saying, I don't think so. If, that's like saying when you're getting to a top, the top of a ladder, you're going down to it. That doesn't make sense. No, because you're the, like 
Okay, when you leave the moon okay, yeah, coming yeah, yeah. to the I, Earth, I, are you going down, back down to I Earth? Would, okay, I would say you're only going down to the moon when you're in its orbit and you're going down to the surface. Right. So then, the up and down is relative to yeah, gravity. Yeah, to the perspective. So once you get close enough to its gravity, then you're going down. So whatever I it is. I would say halfway from the Earth to the moon is going what, down. What, You'd have to be really close. As soon as you're in its gravitational. In its orbit. Yeah. As soon as it's pulling you in. Yes. Okay. There we go. Well, we, we can go down the... to Earth. Oh, okay. I know for sure. Let's go down to Earth. <laughs> but or you wouldn't up to Earth. Yeah. When they left, you can't go up to Earth. When they from left, here. The... yes, right. But when they left, but if you jump, that you're kind of going On the moon. no. But right now, <laughs> if when I jump six inches, realistically three inches above the ground. <laughs> If I jump three inches above the ground, I am now again going up to the earth because it's bringing me up to it. I'm coming up to it. No, you're never going up to the earth. Why not? That's what I'm saying. You're in you're in its gravitational pull, so you're always going down to it. If you're jumping, you're going up and then when you're coming down you're going down but, because it's gravity i know but i think you could play <laughs> semantic games no <laughs> you can't uh, i just did i'm going up to the earth i don't think that makes no is an sense. asteroid going up to the earth no never but we go up to the moon from our perspective so from the asteroid's That's perspective the it's... it's coming from outer space it's going up to the moon or the earth it's it's always coming down <laughs> it's like it's never like there is no up in space that's the point there isn't an up there isn't a down I, no, the, but once you're in that the is, atmosphere you know what? that is part of my point pull, there is no it's up like or if you're down, throwing so you up just you're really interchar are you, interchangeably are you throwing up or are you throwing down exactly it's the same thing from your perspective it's coming up but you're throwing it down. You're, yeah, it's, and once it's out of your mouth, it comes it's down. down. So <laughs> you could, it's all the perspective. I'm throwing down the vomit, but it's coming which, up. So which perspective are you talking about at what time? That's how you saw what you're talking about, I think. Yeah. But I, I can't say that I have thought about it too much. Well, obviously. I don't think. <laughs> or will ever think about it again. Well, this is. This is only. This is why we only okay, have I you on said, once a month. That's it. That's it. That's the thing. You just said, not it. Um, uh, so Data dies in this. Spoilers. And, yeah, but I didn't really feel like other than him dying, like there's really no emotional payoff. Like he kind of dies. It feels like kind of out of nowhere to me. And then. There's no real like. What's the the payoff from the whole Picard Tom Hardy thing? It feels like there isn't really any kind of takeaway or like resolution. Really, it's just like he becomes a bad guy they have to kill, but it it kind of switches at the end to being more about Data's death. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the Tom Hardy stuff. I think it, if this was like a less actiony movie, but like. And they dragged it out more because when you first meet Tom Hardy, like it is, you know, he's the bad guy, but like 
you're kind of sympathetic towards him. And then tr Picard even says to him, like, earning trust over time and blah, blah, blah. But, like, he's pretty sinister almost immediately. There's not a lot of time to, like, realize or, like, maybe think he's not a bad guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, yeah. it's too quick. Whereas, like, if you had a different version of this, where it's, like, he actually helps him out and saves him and all this stuff, and it's, like, oh, he only saved him because he needs him, but you don't know that, and all this other stuff. Yeah. Where, it, but it's just, like, he's bad right away. Like, they know he's bad right away because he's, and that's one thing I do like when they figure out the thing with B4, that he was trying to send them uh, Starfleet's positions. Right. And then... The, and they, and they, they actually reverse it on Right. Where it's like, I feel like so many movies, it's like our heroes are backwards and like behind. And it's... I like it once in a while where they have the upper hand. And it's like, no, we're yeah. smart. We're going to do this. So... Jordy figures it out. Yeah. So does uh is it data the whole time that's on their ship like when yeah. they beam them over that is data yeah there's not like a swap at some point i don't think so after i wasn't sure because it was like well it seems like he was giving them information but i guess it could have been false yeah he's just lying uh but the idea that's why i so rudely call them tarred data but like like the idea that this like this is how i'm gonna act like he just doesn't know anything it's just like it like essentially it's a crappy computer like it's yeah. just like what is this technology yeah. it's like they're treating them so delicately not that like but it's just okay this machine sucks <laughs> and it's annoying too yeah it's, like well, it's kind of like it sucks, but it hasn't it's like it's trying to learn it's asking questions but to us it's kind of annoying because it's just stupid questions yeah, I, yeah. I, why is his face furry uh, he has a beard yeah. no i like it's just <laughs> like, how would he not be programmed with that <laughs> i I, yeah. I just felt like he was he too dumb internet like i feel like it would have been better if it was like it's it's very broad strokesy like this yeah. thing is like a baby where i don't know but i do like some of the shots where it's the two data's talking like they do the overhead thing yeah and there's some cool things like that but nothing whatever uh <laughs> some of the music feels like the 90s which is nice it reminded me of the fugitive of the 90s uh echo over the voice i think is a good line echo yeah. over the voice that's what tom hardy says to picard that the you will witness like or so, the victory of the echo he, over the voice or something oh yeah, yeah that is a good he line. won't he won't live to see it but yeah yeah i think that's a neat little shakespearean way of speaking yeah and he drinks tea too he drinks hot tea yeah, it doesn't say Earl Grey. It's like poetry. Yeah, the whole nature versus nurture thing. Obviously, like the. But, it's but a what is whammy. the nature? What is the take? What like what is the insight into nature versus nurture that we get from this movie? I don't think there is any. 
because what's the insight anyone's taken uh, ever given us i need inception to give oh. me more information about dreams i don't, I don't know it's a reed's thing yeah but I... it's it's not really there i get what you're saying but i guess that's my point is like these ideas are in there but they're not really doing anything like Oh, they grew up differently, and now imagine what he could have been. I, that's the end of it. I now do, let's go fight for an hour. Right, and that's I think that's the third act problem with most blockbusters, where it's like the first two is like things are happening, and now let's punch each other. Like Batman, everyone, it's all good stuff, good stuff, and now we just got to fight. Uh, the one thing that I do like is Picard's argument back where so he's saying Shinzon's like I would be you or you you would do the exact same thing if you were me right uh right. but then Picard is saying I also am a mirror to you and saying like you could be me you could be me too it's not just yeah. the one way so like you could you could be both kicking off indigenous populations and saving them yeah as long as they're <laughs> a hot babe to <laughs> I wonder that I love Red Letter when they make fun of that, where it's like, if it was some freaky alien species, I wonder how much he would care. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much of a shore lady he burned through. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that they're not using technology. There's not, they don't allow birth control or condoms. That's, a condom <laughs> is technology. It, but they don't use it. <laughs> yeah. A condom is technology. There's no way around it. Again, how is their population not out of control? <laughs> there must be mercy killing. The only way would be like if you had it and they're just like elephants or something where it's like they never have, I guess elephants have twins. But just think of something that like, I guess there's not many examples, but like. Pandas, it seems, are hard to get pregnant and keep going. And Tell me about it. <laughs> it's a lot harder to breed pandas than rabbits, is my example. So if they just had some line about that they don't, they can only get pregnant every 10 years. But yeah. Right. Um, isn't there a jumping through space scene in one of the J.J. Abrams movies. Like in Star Wars? Yeah. In the like Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, I thought... I've only seen that once, I think, but there's that in this where it's like going from ship to ship. Yeah. Or... But yeah, in like a spacesuit. Yeah. Oh, right. That part. So yeah. what did we think of Data? It's kind of weird. Jumping over. Kind of odd. It is. I, I kind of like the there Jordy is a lot of non-Star Trek stuff in this. Yeah, very it's much. Interesting. So. I never registered it, but it's true. I wonder. I do wonder how much of it is like great. Star Wars coming back and like them trying to make it more action focused. Well, I think also when you get directors that aren't, I'm pretty sure he wasn't actors part of the show. <laughs> yeah. So like right, he's like aware of it, but isn't beholden to it. So then I'm trying to think of other franchises that do this. But even Irvin Kirshner's the best, where he's just like, 
the robots and this and like he doesn't have any reverence for star wars it's just like yeah we're just doing this because this is how you make movies uh yeah even harrison ford what the hell is this force ghost <laughs> like just no respect the what was the interviewer they asked him like do you think Han Solo yeah. is a force ghost? He's like, I don't know what the F a force ghost is, and I don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't... I guess I just found the movie kind of like... It didn't really go anywhere. Like, it was both complicated, but also it felt like nothing happened of importance. <laughs> or like, not that nothing happened of importance, but like... Like I said, like nothing feels like it really led to anything. I'm not exactly sure if they ever. Why does Shinzon want to destroy Earth? Isn't it Don't just to take the Romulans? Isn't it just because that's what they want? But they don't want to. I don't know. Because the Romulans come and help Picard fight him. Oh yeah. But so yeah, yeah. he's. And it's like, well, yeah, what I, that's maybe what I'm not sure of. What's his ultimate goal here? Like, like he, yeah, he... there's the double whammy of he wants, like, he's going to take over the Romulan Empire. He wants Picard so he can live, but then he also wants to destroy Earth. And there's like some line about like destroy Earth, destroy the Federation. I think that's what I remember it being like. But like, you... but why is his beef with the Federation? He more has a it's just that they're the powerful. They're really powerful, and he just wants to eliminate but them. They're not. It's funny because they are powerful, but they're not powerful because in the show you're always with the Federation, and it's like they're always like you. You don't want to have your heroes, like your heroes have to overcome. So it's not like the Federation is always just going around beating everyone up. Like the Dominion and the Klingons and the Borg are all beating them up. They even mentioned this. They've been challenged by every major power in the quadrant. <laughs> uh, yeah, that... I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really get how he came to power. Like, no. He had these. Like, why would the Romulans listen to him? They seem to all hate him. It seems like it takes them five minutes to figure out he's terminally ill. It's like, how did nobody notice this before? And he seems very like politically isolated, but somehow it just started happening. Yeah, oh, had is it that under control. I don't know. Uh, That's what it seems like. So it could be. You could be right. Yeah, we mentioned the recreation or kind of the wrath of Con fight. Riker says, "Do maneuver, Kirk, Epsilon." Nice, eh? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was wowed. Yeah, uh, like, oh, great. I liked that the Romulan chick actually turns out to be against him, because you kind of think, because he has his little chat with her, being like, "You work for me," and she's like, "Do I?" And then he kind of like threatens her and. You think that when she's coming to them, maybe she's just trying to pull a fast one on the Enterprise. It's like, no, she actually is betraying Shizno. <laughs> 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 Shizno. 
red so. versus blue. Uh, yeah, Shinzo is uh he's he's ripe for betrayal. <laughs> and it seems like the Romulan seems very the whole empire seems to be just like ten people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Well, they blow up the whole Senate or whatever and then they're, right. just, they're already uh, replaced. That was a weird scene too where she's like, I've gotta go uh in the middle Oh yes, go ahead. Yeah, it's normal for people just to leave <laughs> yeah. in the middle of our sessions. And the yes, leave you your thing behind. So I threw the Senate at him. The whole Senate. <laughs> uh, I, I like also they do the classic Star Trek thing of like you could just beam onto the other guy's ship, like after the crash and everyone's technology is busted. And it's like Data or Picard are going to beam over and then it breaks conveniently. I love the, the sparks yeah. fly. Then our transporters are busted. Like, Did I, they know <laughs> that was going to happen? Because it seemed like we only get one chance. They don't really and... declare it, but it's like it's it's on the fritz. And then. Uh, yeah. But like the way I think it's Jordy, like when it happens, it's like oh, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> They went, and now it's busted. Yeah. What can you but do? It's like we, we got tons of shuttle crafts. You could, the shuttle crafts yeah. have. This is the thing, the shuttle crafts have, beam beamers. What do you call these things? Transporters. Transporters. <laughs> like there's like all this stuff, but then also, this is all the we always the problem with the Borg in their show. Like you can always beam on there, and then they have this thing about like until you see you as a threat right but it's like so picard's want he can beam over my star trek always has this just beam over a bomb (laughs) (laughs) there like i know this is that's stupid picking but it's always like why don't you just beam a nuke over there and it's over you got him it is so true (laughs) Well, it's like in, uh... And then they beam over this old crippled man. It's not even beam <laughs> over Data or Worf that can kick some butt. It's just like... That's Picard. He thinks he can win every hand. But this way, we learned that in Generations, where yeah. he, he has to go back in time five minutes so when he got his ass kicked yeah. to see if he can win. Or find another old man to help him. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, and Red Letter Media, too, just, they talk about the auto-destruct and like why would the super weapon in the last movie have an auto-destruct on it right i love that <laughs> but yeah that science piece of technology what is the auto-destruct like it and then well it's nothing. just dynamite strapped to the ship uh yeah it makes no sense what it would be i i do like that with uh and then he's like, does the Hubble Space Telescope have an auto-destruct? There isn't, yeah, nothing in our world has an, I feel like has an auto-destruct on it. Th- that like, is <laughs> such movie. Can you think of anything on Earth? Maybe there is something militarily wise, where like if they crash a stealth bomber, they can... Scra- scramble it somehow? They can blow yeah, it like, out. Maybe. But who knows if that's even been thought of. If anything, of. there's, like, facilities that would go into lockdown. It's not, yeah. like, blow it up. <laughs> yeah, you never it, blow it, it up. <laughs> like, yeah, like a missile silo is, like, yeah. it's uh, terrorists hijack a missile silo. 
And it's just like, blow it up. <laughs> It'd be yeah. out on this track. But it's also impossible that there would just be, things could just explode out of nowhere. Right, there has to uh, be <laughs> things to explode. The only, like, if the engines were the thing blowing up, it makes sense, but it's never, it's always just consistently across the whole hall. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that is, because also, like, when you're building that, like, you gotta be extra safe that day. That, like, you're yeah. never gonna set off the auto-destruct <laughs> by accident. But it would have been better if they just have, like, were, like a warp core problem. Or, yeah, we're gonna blow up the engines. Is this yeah. the movie where he tries to auto-destruct, but it doesn't... Yeah. The computer won't let him? Yeah. That's this one, right? Yeah. Which is, I think, at least a nice little uh, change of it's... pace, because so many of these movies have the auto-destruct sequence. Is it always, like... Yeah. Isn't there families and stuff on this ship still? Like, isn't... Aren't they carrying a bunch of civilians? Too bad. <laughs> this one... They they like, signing up for. I don't know if they... They ha- always just go into danger and blow it up. And then it's just, like, whatever. <laughs> All these other people, the bartenders, like, just the kids. I don't know in <laughs> this one. Them all the hell. It, like, in the... <laughs> normal enterprise 100% there's families living on there right well, maybe but this one movies. seems more like a military ship they have all those stupid missions they've got to go on at interaction we're doing five days to go scan the helios system yeah we're working them all over the place does anyone remember when we used to be explorers oh Picard <laughs> you such a such an old yeah. soul Anyway, this movie stinks. Yeah, but well, I don't. I don't think it stinks. It, it's I funny. Think. To, after talking about it, it, makes me like it more. But I've always yeah. just meh. I, I don't think it stinks either. It's. I'm just joking. But I. I, I enjoyed would, it. Do you want it my rating? My I, I want both your ratings. <laughs> I gave my it a two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> yeah. Why? Like, I don't understand that. Just because I feel like. I, okay, if we're rating it on like movies forever, then I think it would be three or maybe a little more. <laughs> but I'm just saying out of these four movies, I'm saying like it, I just feel it's worse than Insurrection, way worse than First Contact, not as good as Generations. Like there's stuff in it that's fine, but as a whole together. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it's bad, but I, it is. I was just bored, and I don't think any of it. There's a lot of individual pieces that feel like, you know, you got the data thing, the other robot, you've got the Picard clone, and none of it feels like it leads to anything for me. It, it was a violation, and, and that it was a violation, and the end. Uh, I didn't mention this before when I talked about the ending. I didn't like the ending really. I thought it goes on too long, um, and it got a little long for me. I feel like, but Riker doesn't really care that Data died. No, he, he he's doesn't. A robot. He doesn't he, he's anti-robot in the initial episode. Yeah. I think Picard cares too much that he died. Yeah, <laughs> they really. It's like, okay. He's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
terrible. But he's really lot. torn up. About I know. It. It's like, he's my friend. See, this is us. Well, he was about to promote him. The, I think he's really sad that Riker's leaving, and this is how he's he's projecting it onto data. This is us because, uh, like, this is so us. No, but I think we <laughs> all agree. Where it's like, I don't care how much personality data shows. Like in a philosophical sense, there's episodes where it's like, no, he's a his own person, and they're giving him personhood, and it's just like, I think philosophically, I disagree. He's ultimately just technology, and a computer, and a program telling himself to act this way. And right where it's not like, no matter how much. Like he's, it, but he. It, but how is he? Like it's just a doll, being. It's just what is the difference between him and some robot doll that you can buy in Toys R Us? He looks and behaves more like a human. Doll. Right, but that would be just I would say mimicking. But, that's a that's a monkey this is or a the, doll. more like a pet. This than is the a core idea in Star Trek. We've just landed on. I know, it. and it's they do the same thing with the Doctor in Voyager. Where he's he's gets married to a friggin' person, <laughs> and it's a holodeck or a hologram. That's a bit much. Well, why? What's the difference between that what and people are doing these days? Huh? But what's the difference? Weebs getting married to their waifus. <laughs> Steve, what's the difference between a hologram and data? Uh, well, data isn't getting. I think it'd be a bit much if data was getting married. You too. wouldn't he's allow not, him to though. get married. Big that's it? a human. <laughs> I think it's a, but I, I think the idea that because he behaves like a human, I mean, there's two things going on, I guess. One is like when you're watching the movie, you don't really see him as a robot. As like he is kind of like no, a because human because in it's an actor in yellow makeup. So you, it does work on that level. But I think even for the characters, like it is kind of. I could see how someone who something that like looks that human, but is very robotic, would still. I mean, it's like <laughs> I say, it's like he's like Trevor. <laughs> but no, I think you would be. Uh, I think I could see how you get attached to it, even though I, it's. I'm not you saying you know it's not real. But that I agree with everything. I think who said he's like a pet whoever yeah that's what I you're right yeah. he yeah. but like i'm i would i would cry if i had my dog die like i'm not saying you're not emotionally attached to data that i'm just saying in my mind data does not deserve rights <laughs> 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 i just he does not the deserve he does not deserve human <laughs> rights because he's not a human he's not human. but he is working yeah. as a starfleet officer trained right but that's like saying my broken down chevy is like or whatever like <laughs> yeah. some farm truck Siri. or like series uh he series of an employee of mine well what so again not to just like harp on the same thing over no, and over harp. but don't you think though that what we're talking about <laughs> like wouldn't this be something that you think they would explore they do in the in... show okay well there you go but Th that, yeah, I would that's... say the show is way more sci-fi oriented, yeah. that, okay, especially that's, next that's generation uh, compared to Deep Space Nine than 
the movies. Yeah. These movies are just uh... not like, I don't know what you call them. Just like lower tier action movies. This one is definitely more of an action movie than anything from before. And it's low tier action. It's not not like, it's just hard watching Patrick Stewart run around with a gun and get excited. I don't know. I, I think it's better than well let's flip let's flip it on you adam what do you like about this why do you love this nemesis why are you being our nemesis right now this movie's (laughs) awesome uh i don't know i think it's it's a good story and it's it's a cohesive movie and i don't find any of the action bad it's it's actually a step up from a lot of things because it's trying to be more mainstream and not a tv show and yeah i think tom hardy's a pretty good villain and the philosophical thing of like nature versus nurture it's an idea and they're exploring it yeah there's no real resolution because they kind of go back and forth on it but uh yeah and i liked the uh i liked how data sent picard back and how that set up earlier and I kind of forgot about it because sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, that's going to come up later. And I'm sure I thought it at the time, but then when it happened, it was like, oh, yeah, that thing. So I liked that he just kind of showed up and then sent him back and then he was stuck on the ship. Right. So, and yeah, yeah I don't know. I like I the action too, generally. I love R- Riker just out for blood with uh, that was good rape rapey guy, and yeah, that's where opening with a wedding, it was kind of weird, but that adds all this weight to it, where it's like, it could have just been oh yeah, I'm mad that you did that to my friend Counselor Troy, but it's like they're married, they're. <laughs> trying to consummate maybe <laughs> <laughs> and you're taking that away from him and then he's yeah and the, and yeah I like the fact that he never says it out loud and you just know that he's got the rage it, I guess uh, this, I mean how did that how did Shinzo know that they were having sex at that moment <laughs> that he, he just might have been a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> I, it doesn't really matter. like he could have come in at any time and made it in her brain but um, it would have been better or, if yeah, she was making dinner it, it was just convenient that they happened to be having sex and he could just like slip right in mentally <laughs> <laughs> like take Whoa. over her maker but Steve it was PG. weird <laughs> well, I mean like in the sense that he could just replace a Riker who happened to be doing exactly that at that second but it's just like, oh, that's convenient. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's not enough uh, Crusher in these. Yeah, she's kind of sidelined. She? she is very much so, yeah. So did you rate these the same? Yeah, so I, I also gave this a three and a half. Oh. So it makes my rankings really difficult because I have six that are three and a half and they're all 
kind of the upper middle it's, class. It's so. a three and a half uh, franchise. Yeah, it doesn't get much More. better or much worse. <laughs> wow, consistent. That's crazy. Six, six out of the ten. Yeah. So, so more I don't half. have mine in order, but if you want to run down ten to nine, I ten to nine just <laughs> the first two. <laughs> just, just those two. <laughs> it just goes ten to nine, and that'll be enough. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, oh no, they weren't the same episode. But, uh, I was gonna say we talked about them at the same time, but they did not. This is very unpopular. But my ten and nine, just because you mentioned them, is Star Trek for the Voyage Home at ten. Wow. That is my Ooh. least favorite. My God. And Sorry. nine is Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> These so you got two. the whales at 10? Yeah, whales and Ricardo Multibon <laughs> and his earworms. I couldn't tell you like anything that happens in that movie. Well, maybe that's why you I don't feel know like nothing where it happens. should be ranked. Well, maybe, but I also just remember being very disappointed with it. That could be a hype thing, but also I felt like it was really boring. So, okay, and that was after just watching Star Trek the Motion Picture, <laughs> so that's saying something. Th no, this is fascinating. Uh, let's just go to eight and seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so num number eight would be Star Trek Generations. Mm -hmm. uh, a little weak, in my opinion, and. This is where I'm getting into my three and a halfs after this. That's first number seven. I'm not sure. I know what you guys do, but I'm not sure I, if I like First Contact more than Nemesis. But those would be my six and seven. Well, you got to make a decision now. So as of right <laughs> now, seven would be First Contact. This is amazing. I love this Nemesis list. being number six. You got to nature versus nurture. You got to post this <laughs> list on some Trek. This is forum. like it's got to be like inverted of <laughs> what everyone else thinks. Okay, top five, and I've I already said I I didn't have this in my top five. I've already pulled uh, a switch here. Star Trek: The Motion Picture, number five. Number four, Star Trek: Insurrection. I think it's the best of the next generation ones. And then <laughs> these haven't changed since we talked about them, but Star Trek three, the search for Spock is my number three. Star Trek five, the final frontier, number two and number one easily is Star Trek six, the undiscovered country. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, not number one, but that it's great. That's the one with the assassination. Yeah. With um, what's his name? Palmer. Palmer. Christopher Plummer. Plummer. Oh, I was like, who's Palmer? <laughs> Palmer's great in it. You have three of the next generation in a row. Eight, seven, yeah, six. They're... Yeah. Uh. Not that I'm, there's only two groups, so you're going to have bunches. It doesn't really matter. 
Yeah. So, um, I, I can do. I think I can kind of ballpark mine if you want. Sure, I want it. Um, I think Nemesis is the worst. Insurrection. Final Frontier. <laughs> Search for Spock. This is amazing. <laughs> These are like oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. Voyage Home. Uh, Wrath of Khan. Uh, uh, the original Generations, Undiscovered Country, First Contact. Maybe Generations should be a bit lower. I kind of forgot about it as I was doing it, but it would be something like that. So First Contact's number one? Yeah. Uh, I won't try to do them all because I wouldn't know the order but my top three are voyage home first contact and wrath of khan and first contact and wrath of khan would be the debate for who's number one according to my top 100 first contact is and i probably would agree with that yeah and those are your top three are in my bottom four (laughs) (laughs) well that's i'm glad at least there's a con- like I didn't think there was anything. So to talk undiscovered about country, movie. you don't have that. Like that's way better than Voyage Home. Who? Yeah, I agree. Undiscovered country. The vo- the whole the whales are the friggin' best. The whales suck. I love that, the that is the worst one. I hate being on Earth with these retards. <laughs> <laughs> 1980 or whatever it is. When you're still allowed to say that word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good Just give me a hell of a minute. What's he say, Spock? It's a great comedy. Uh, it's it's not, and that's well, goddamn to you too. I sir. think <laughs> these were over over promised, under delivered. You're telling me, oh, you're gonna love the. I think that's the a theme of your. I, I would. Well, I think I don't expectations know if I said are a theme of Adam's. You're gonna list. love it, but I you were excited to hear what I think of it. Yes. but still, it's like this is supposed to be funny. This is really bad like that's what i was thinking the whole time i think it's <laughs> funny and i hate the girl i hate seventh heaven woman like she sucks how would you rate the women of star trek one to ten <laughs> just start are with, there ten women in star trek <laughs> just start with ten and nine <laughs> insurrection number one woman is and Troy uh, are up there pressures one, in the mix is uh Klingon woman the Klingon woman in <laughs> undisco- no uh in what one search for Spock is that whichever one? one has yeah, yeah with uh Christopher Lloyd the Klingon woman she's the Klingon twins one. would be in the mix the Dura sisters them. yeah the ones who say pressure it's like ah human women are so ugly yeah. but human yeah. females and I don't know <laughs> I think in my old age, I'm more crushing on Crusher than Troy, but in my youth, it was definitely Troy. I agree with that, but for some reason, I think so too. and my suspicion is it might have a little to do with uh, Jessica Chastain looks more <laughs> like Dr. Crusher than uh, Troy. I will say Troy looks better in these than in the show. Yes. 
I hate her hair and her. That's an Elaine hair too. That frizzy, curly yeah, hair. Is that's so gross. Nineties. Like, how did women ever get laid in the nineties? Yeah, who know. knows how? Well, that's why the AIDS <laughs> yeah. epidemic broke out. It managed somehow. <laughs> the first contact uh, woman, she'd be uh, in there, I guess. Anyway, we don't need first to go through. Oh. Uh... The Borg Queen, she is actually the Borg, awesome. Uh, not the That's, Borg Queen, the but the, the, human, the Borg Queen is actually better. <laughs> I like the Borg Queen. That's where I don't know. I might actually put this a put first contact above Nemesis because even though I found it kind of boring and a bit of a letdown, <laughs> I think the stuff with Data and the Queen is pretty good, and the rest just kind of sucked for me. Um, but uh, the I'm gonna send your list to Gug, the alien <laughs> girl in uh, the motion picture. She's oh, all right. right, she's good. There's the woman, oh, yeah, she's Beedger in Baldy. Is she's it not Voyage Beedger. Home? She just says Beedger. no, Undiscovered Beedger. Country. I call her Beedger. <laughs> <laughs> she's always Beedger to me. <laughs> See, I wasn't. As soon as you said rate the Star Trek women, I wasn't even thinking of Next Generation or uh, original. It's like, well, seven of nines on the top. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the Uh, whole cast gets more attractive as they go. I'm not attracted to her, but I do like Janeway. (laughs) It, Uh, It is like, again, it's like she was just lost in space for forever and then it's like she's just back at work again oh yeah that, yeah it's, that was my they thing they don't is, let anyone rest no Jordy like, gets tortured when, she, when she showed up i was like later. oh i guess they found their way home because <laughs> i haven't watched all of that show <laughs> oh so you're back uh we need you to be it. working in this office now we gotta watch more star trek right. also, well do you guys um, want to watch season three picard for the next one instead of like not instead of but do you want to detour to that because no. i i kind of do want to watch that I want you because then Nathan has to rewatch. I have to rewatch it. it. I I I would give it like a six or a seven at a. You don't have to rewatch it. You don't have to watch for that one. Oh, just remember it. What? No, there's a lot. Well, you can ten episodes. What are they? An hour? Yeah, it's probably an hour, forty-five minutes, or no, some of them are like yeah, forty-five minutes, but yeah. On average, it's probably going just to be a thought. We don't have to do. It. I'm just kind of curious hours. about it now. No, you should watch. Are we it, doing? Are we doing JJ? Abrams? I would like to do JJ Abrams and get this thing to bed. Put put <laughs> get them all done. Let's put this baby to bed. Yeah, I could because I that. have seen those, and I I would say I like them better than yeah, most because of these. there's more explosions. <laughs> yeah, and Chris Hemsworth's in the first one. There's a lot of nature versus nature. I, and I, we could do all three on one. Yeah. And then we have to find that. another yeah, franchise. Plow through it. Franchise Steve. We could, that's your Transformers? That's, <laughs> we could finish off X-Men with Deadpool and New Mutants. Uh, those aren't even yeah. in the same thing. Uh, what about... Uh, okay, are we done or are we rating women still? Uh, yeah, because the the woman from Insurrection would actually be pretty high on my list. Yeah, she's probably number one. Well, we're... <laughs> Shmee vibes. Yeah. Shmee vibes. 
Why are you insulting? She's just so like nah, for someone. She's clearly just like it's a little too much. Like it is Jonathan. I think he is Jonathan Frakes. Is like thinks. I don't know. It's partly his character are you rubbing off Franks on him. But... With an N? Frakes. I'm saying Frakes. <laughs> because I cannot hear if you're not saying <laughs> I thought you were saying Franks, but as a joke. Yeah, I know. She talks in like the most sultry voice. Like she's whispering the whole movie and talking about like freezing one time. and piece of A. <laughs> yeah, she is one piece of A. Uh, I mean, she's all right. But yeah, I do agree. She's always talking in a certain voice um christy alley's low and her yeah. replacement's even lower oh yeah <laughs> hey there's another one spock mind rapes that chick too there's lots of mind rape going on in star trek what about uhura she's in there Uhura's also very low. Yeah, she's in there and <laughs> she's very low. Until Zoe. She might be behind some oh, of the Klingons. You know who hasn't been mentioned is uh, Catwoman from. Uh, oh. What one was that? Yeah. Undiscovered Country. Final Frontier. When they're in the jail. Yeah. Oh, there's that one too. The No, the one she's dancing on the table. Oh, I thought you meant like the. Um, when they're in the prison camp in Undiscovered Country, I think it is. Yeah. And she helps them escape. She's like a shapeshifter. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. David Bowie's she's wife. Awesome, too. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty hot. I do. I like don't remember her, the actually. cat on the table. There, it's not a major character, but someone fights her. I don't know if it's uh, Kirk. And then there's, I think she gets thrown into that water pool table. You remember that? Not <laughs> yeah. really. <laughs> Clearly, you weren't. What about the in the Voyage Home woman? We already decided we don't like her. Voyage Home, yeah, I hate her. She. Who's the Voyage Home one? Whoever the woman is. Seventh Heaven. Whale. Yeah, yeah. Trainer. (laughs) Is there women in Wrath of Khan? Other than Uhura. Well, there's. (laughs) Khan has. Khan's been. (laughs) <laughs> he's got a concubine he, yeah he, he's been taking care concubines. of over the last <laughs> concubines oh man I just uh, I can't believe I missed that <laughs> oh man uh yeah well, I think we've I'm glad we ended yeah, on we this, really end this before we really get into trouble <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I don't know what's next week, and I guess we will next month. We can do uh, JJ. A British tar is a soaring soul, as free as a mountain bird. His energetic fists should be ready to resist a dictatorial word. His nose should pant, and, and his, his lips should curl. His cheek should pray, and his brow should burn. His bosom should heave, and his heart should fill. And his fist be ever ready for a knock. His nose should pant, and his lips should curl. His cheek should pray, and his brow should burn. His bosom should heave, and his heart should glow. And his fist be ever ready for a knock.
Somebody else. 